touchdown, Jesus. This sports program starts now. Football is happening all around us. As soon as we step foot on this glorious university, the buzz was palpable because tomorrow the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are playing host to the stupid Ohio State Obviously, I don't feel that way. I'm just telling you why the buzz is real. That's how they feel around campus. It is glorious. It is beautiful. This is my first time here, and it has been majestic. It's not just me, obviously. We have the Toxic Table at Boston. Connor? Oh, geez. Soft fans. I thought it'd be louder. These guys stink out here. Jeez Louise. What a joke. A kid that went to a Catholic school in high school and obviously has one of the greatest impersonations in the history of legendary coach Lou Holtz at Ty Schmidt is here. Hell yeah, brother. One half of the hammer. Die. Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. Also, for those that don't know, Tone Diggs is married to a nice lady from South Bend, yep. Indiana. That's right. Wow. And her 90-year-old grandma is here live and in person, and I guess she watches the show every single day. So Miss 90-year-old lady, who's the grandmother-in-law of Tone Diggs, we appreciate you coming out here. Yeah. A man who is one half of this jersey that captivated the entire planet. Mm -hmm. Not the blue side, no. This would be Brady Quinn, who happens to be this man's brother-in-law. Brady Quinn, though, Notre Dame hero, Notre Dame legend, handsome man. What? Yeah. Still got the juice. All right. Drink it in. Wow. The person that's joining us is the other half of this jersey, the man who actually won that game, an absolute <laughs> stallion, Ohio State legend, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion. And a man who is donning his Buckeye pride all through today's show, ladies and gentlemen, the president of Ohio, A.J. Hall. Yeah. I love it. Beautiful campus. Glad to be here. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't know how it was going to be with you. I just assumed because you're A.J. Hawk, you're going to be beloved everywhere. But I didn't even recognize that Notre Dame, Ohio State, there's real history. Oh, yeah. yeah. And tomorrow is maybe the biggest story that's going to be told in the history of the two. How do you feel about your Ohio State team coming into this beautiful campus against that incredibly handsome Sam Hartman, mm -hmm. Marcus Freeman, Fighting Irish squad? I mean, believe me, I have a lot of, a lot of ties to, uh, to Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman, unbelievable coach, unbelievable person. I played with him at Where? Ohio State, actually. Oh, he's he is from Dayton, Ohio. Yes, Marcus is awesome. So I have nothing, <laughs> nothing bad to say about Marcus or anything arrest with, uh, for the whole team. But Sam Hartman, their quarterback, I am a huge fan of. But I feel pretty good about where the Bucks are right now. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yep, I do. All right, we'll talk more about that. And obviously, we can't thank you all enough for coming here. Oh, yeah. And I got to take this off. It is way too hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is, oh, man. It's, it's spicy. It is bad. It's a sweet jersey, though. Yeah, it is. Looks it is. hot. True. It's funny that AJ uh, found that when he had no idea where it was, even though it was probably hanging on the wall in his yeah, house. So General Bob Carpenter told me that he had to motivate you a little bit to get me this mm -hmm. from your mother-in-law's house, I do believe, is where we got this jersey from? Uh, yes, my mother-in-law has had it in storage for 20 years now, I guess. Yeah, Brady Quinn's his brother-in-law. Obviously, he married Brady's sister and Chopper and Bopper. And the whole entire <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. It's an incredible family. We're lucky to be here. Let's dive in to what happened last night. Wow, what a boring Amazon Prime Thursday yeah. night. Brutal. I don't know how to say this, and I hate to say this, but that New York 
York Giants team that I thought was going to be incredible this year. I actually picked them to surprise people. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, the Giants are going to surprise people this year. If you remember last year, towards the end, Daniel Jones was running all over the place. Saquon Barkley was hungry as hell because he had a contract potentially on the way. Mm -hmm. Dayball another year. Trade for Darren Waller. What? Wink Martindale's there. Trade for Isaiah Simmons. What? They stink, bro. They, that was a bad game last night. Now, they lived in a hotel all week. And we heard Chuck Pagano, who's friends with a lot of people that coach for the New York Giants, say, those dudes are ready to get the hell out of a hotel yeah. and get home. They seem to be uninspired. They seem to be unemotional. But when you talk about the other side of the ball, this Niners team oh. might be the wagon. Man. Whenever you're talking about... The NFL this season. Bosa got a couple sacks. He's back in this entire thing. Brock Purdy still has his swag. Debo Samuel is the yak god. Always oh. has been. Always will be. Obviously, the Niners cover, which we're very thankful for on this particular stage. Right. But last night, AJ, what did you see in that game that made you go, oh, the Niners, they might win this whole damn thing. And on the flip side, oh, the Giants, they stink. Is yeah. that how we all feel this morning, I think? I mean, a little bit. We know how good the Niners are, but the Niners just dominated every facet of the game. If you look at the ball control, everything just... The time of possession was off the charts. Christian McCaffrey, very fun to watch run. Yep. Debo Samuel, wherever you turn, they have absolute studs. And Brock Purdy does it once again. Is this guy ever going to blink? I What's feel like he's deal? never What's he's never deal? not been in complete control. It feels like he knows where he's going with the ball all the time. He's super confident, and he's fun to watch. He really is. And it feels like people don't love Brock Purdy. I saw it kind of split down the middle last night, at least. People either think Brock Purdy's the next really? one, or they think he stinks and he's just throwing screens to Debo and McCaffrey, and then all that yak, they're just giving you know those guys the credit, not Brock. So we didn't even mention Christian McCaffrey. He's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea how he's been created. And if you look at his uh, lineage... You know, obviously his dad is who his dad is, but I think his mom's an even better athlete than his dad. And uh -huh. his grandma and his grandpa, like better athletes than both of his parents. So it's like he was created to be a professional athlete, but whenever he hits that gear, he's running hard, yeah. he's running fast. And this year, knock on wood. Yep, yep. Knock on wood if you're with me. Yep. Seems to be durable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's hits that he would have taken last year that maybe kind of sit him down for at least a series or two. There's a play where his muscle should have snapped, and in the past maybe it has. I don't know if he's in the best shape of his life, but watching, it feels like he is. He's unstoppable. When he hits the hole, he's gone. Mm -hmm. He hits the... He hits the clutch, he hits the gear, what? he hits the gas, and he's gone. And it's been a lot of fun to watch. They put Mostert in there, too, in the back, and he even got some oh, time. Yeah. So whenever you talk about the Niners being a wagon, I think we have to say them and the Cowboys obviously clear-cut favorites in the NFC, and I don't know if they're slowing down right now. Yeah, for sure, and I don't even think, like, last night they, they left a lot of plays out there, too. Right. Like, realistically, they, they probably could have beat the Giants by 50, but, you know, it's like they, they get out there, and, and to McCaffrey's credit, too, like, we talked about the run against the Rams last week where it was like, oh, boy, already. they already want water. Yeah, it, it is, is hot out there. In. But minutes. McCaffrey, if he can stay healthy, it's tough to see anyone in the NFC being able to beat these guys. I think he's on pace for, what, like 2,400 yards and, yep. you know, 27. Seven touchdowns. 17 touchdowns. Like, if he can stay healthy, good luck. AJ, why do people talk bad about Brock Purdy? They say, well, all his completions are in the middle of the field. Well, why don't you cover it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Why, yeah. why don't they cover uh -huh. Like, some players or some quarterbacks are good at throwing outside. The outs, the comebacks, everything like that. He slices and dices in the middle, but I think that's Shanahan's offense. I don't think that's just Brock Purdy, right? Yeah, it is. I think, honestly, it's because of where he was drafted. Being yeah. Mr. Red, what people think, oh, well, there's no way he has this crazy ceiling where oh, he can just break through. It's like... 
obviously we see the story of Tom Brady and where he was drafted and where he, you know, become the greatest quarterback of all time with all these rings, whatever. They don't think Brock Purdy, I think, has as high a ceiling as, as other people. But the more you watch, the more you see this guy absolutely has it. But for some reason, people, I think, watch him just waiting for him. Okay, yeah, I like him and everything, but I don't think he is that, like, franchise dude. And I'm just waiting for him to kind of take a step back and not be as it, good as he is. If they think that, though, too, they're also not watching the whole game. Because he threw, like, a 20-yard deep out last night that was yep. perfect. Yep. He mm-hmm. threw a ball down the right sideline to Debo for a touchdown that was perfect. Purdy's, Purdy's very, very good. That he can make Bell. all the- Oh, yeah, Ronnie. Yeah. Bell with a hell of a night. I think he had a tackle on special teams as well. I think Probably. Yep. I think Bell's doing his yep. entire thing. And, you know, the game was rather boring. Had to talk about it because it kicked off NFL Week 3. We'll be making picks for the entire Week 3 slate. I think it was Shane Gillis. Like. Wow. Really? Wow. Yes. Shane Gillis. Netflix is guy. Yeah. All right. Netflix. Okay. Netflix, Netflix, yeah. Netflix is Netflix guy. Netflix is yeah. Shane Gillis. Okay. Has a new special out. We'll be talking more about that. We got Coach Marcus Freeman joining us in about five minutes or so. I do believe that whenever you talk about atmospheres for a game, you know, I haven't got a chance to uh, experience this particular. Notre Dame has been yearning. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Long right? time. This yeah. has been something that Notre Dame has been with. And I don't know, I'm, I'm going to ask you, like, we feel like this is the year, right? This is the team? Yeah. <laughs> okay. They have, a, they have a quarterback. Yeah. Finally. They, they have a running back. They have a handsome quarterback. They also have a network. We got a chance to meet the basketball coach named? Micah Shrewsbury. There we and go. we got a chance to chat with some of the lacrosse players, obviously the Kavanaugh boys who will be back here later. And we talked to Manti Teo yesterday, and they talk about, like, the goodness of Notre Dame is not just, obviously, that you're getting an elite education. It's like the humans that have come through here are incredibly successful. Once you leave Notre Dame, you're going to be set for life. I think Marcus Freeman is kind of – Leveraging that, utilizing that. So in the past, they say, you're not able to get the weapons that you can get in the SEC to Notre Dame. they got to live in a dorm with a random. But I think as we move into a more entrepreneurial society in an entrepreneurial generation, I think the upside of Notre Dame will be sold by Marcus Freeman. I think this is just getting started. You know, this particular era of Notre Dame football. Ty, I don't know how you feel. No, for sure. And I think, you know, no one really talks about it. It's usually just like the Ivy League schools where, hey, if you go here, it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to be set up for life post-college. I feel like Notre Dame is very similar in that aspect. And, like, they are a traditional blue blood. Like, college football is better when Notre Dame is good. And then not to mention, like, it's it's tough to, to discount the fact that you're playing on NBC every single week. So it's like, hey, you want national exposure, you want to be on a good team, you want to have all those benefits post, uh, post-grad, post like, why not Notre Dame? Why not? Well, if they never looked at me, I wouldn't have been able to get in here. Mm. I, I did get a jersey, though, which was awesome. They yeah. made me a, That's nice. a, it's real sweet. a game jersey. It's very tight, properly jocked whenever I put it on. But it's like, I'm happy for the folks here at Notre Dame. And we started chatting about sticking together and everything like that. I think the Jewish community does a very good job of sticking up for each other, always going to have each other's back. Yep. The black community, very, very tight with each other, always going to have each other's back. Yep. I think the whites, there's a lot of, the Catholics. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. The Catholics always. Tight group. Together, tight, baby. tight mm-hmm. group. And I think that's what you got here. You hear the chants, and that's for good reason. Whoa. A man has joined the stage who in his second year has got them to be a program that college game day is live and playoff implications are in week three. Ladies and gentlemen, the head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish football team, Marcus Freeman.
pretty electrifying. Marcus knows how to, how to pump up a crowd. He gets it. I think he just showed up. I don't even know if he did anything. It's like The Rock. This is what happened when The Rock showed up last week. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like that, honestly. And I know this is home for you right now and forever, we all assume. How quickly, though, once you become the head coach, did you realize that this is special? This is an incredible group. When we got on the campus this morning, we could feel it, coach, everywhere. Everybody is yearning for this football team to be great. Now it's your job to do it. When did you know that was the case when you became the head coach here? You know, you know I think I realized it as a defensive coordinator. You, you don't, it doesn't take long to be on this campus around um, these crazy, amazing fans uh, to know how awesome um, this place is. So it didn't take me long at all. That was a good pop right there. <laughs> Let's talk about your team. Uh, Sam Hartman seems to be the perfect quarterback for your team. Had him on game day a couple weeks ago. I asked him, I was like, I assume there was a lot of teams that wanted his services. And we could just go through it right now. Imagine if Sam Hartman's at Alabama right now, the conversation oh. that is happening yeah. with how good he is and what he can do. Instead, he's here at Notre Dame, seemingly a perfect fit. What was your pitch to him, and why was Sam Hartman the right guy you think to lead year two under your regime here? Well, I think we, we both kind of were recruiting each other, right? And, and really seeing is this the right fit for him, and, and was this program the right fit the, to, to really bring in a guy like Sam Hartman and to uh, really both get the best of, of what we're looking for. And so um, the things that we talked about was, you know, what do you want, right? Why, why are you in the transfer portal? What do you want? And, and a lot had to do with being in a pro style type offense and, and playing on a stage like this. Yeah. And um, this is what it's all about. And uh, it, it's been great since it's happened. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing how he does tomorrow night. Yeah, we all are. He's been great. AJ has something for the team. Marcus, I'm curious, what do you tell these high school kids when you're recruiting them to Notre Dame? Like, what's your, I'm sure each kid has their own motivation of what they want to get out of their college experience, but what's like, what are the biggest selling points you have for Notre Dame? We know it's sometimes it's tougher to get people in here at times, and there's super high standards, but obviously we have all this great history and tradition, but what's the main thing you usually talk about when you're recruiting these guys? Well, we talk about, you know, number one, it's about football, right? And, and these young people choose um, to come to a place like this because they believe they can win national championships and be developed um, by the best. And so we don't shy away from that. Um, number two, we talk about what the education provides for them, right? This is uh, such a special place, a special network that truly will do um, amazing things for you once you get done with it. And so we, we really say, hey, everything you want um, can be accomplished when you, you come to a place like Notre Dame. Yeah, and then do you ever just say, and we got one of those, nobody else got it. This is the biggest Jesus no Christ. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. That's nobody biggest, else has that. Nobody has that big of a Jesus Christ. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? That, that, that has to be good omen somewhere. Yeah. Touchdown, Jesus! Yep. These guys are awesome. Touchdown, Jesus! I mean... People say a lot of things about our show. we got to be one of the only ones that ever have a full touchdown Jesus channel. How about that? <laughs> 15 so. minutes in. I huh? think we need to be showing a little bit more respect. Tone has a question for you, Coach. Coach, uh, obviously you played Ohio State last year in a close one. How different was that for you? And are you kind of happy to have that one out of the way? How are the nerves when you're going against your alma mater when you're playing them tomorrow? You know, I think every game you play, that's, that's one of the chills that you have when you run, run out that tunnel. No matter who the opponent is, that is uh, – one of those, those very few times in life you get to have those chills. So um, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have them like anybody else. But when you talk about the difference between last year and this year, it's experience, right? And, and last year going into your first game at your alma mater, huge game, um, there was a lot of, of really – there's a lot of noise, man. There's a lot of distractions. To, and the reality of it, this is week five for us versus a, a great opponent. Um, 
but you can't let the things that really don't matter to winning a football game really creep into your head. And, and I think going through the experience that I've gone through, even through last year, right, the highest of highs, the lowest of lows, um, you realize, like, focus on the things that matter. Focus on the things that are going to really help you perform on Saturday and, and maybe not the stuff that's surrounding the game. I don't want to talk about last year because where we are right now, but, like, last year, <laughs> I don't know if you can say that. Like, for the third hour. Uh-uh. These Catholics. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> What are you saying? I can't understand, Pat. Oh, you know what Loco, Good Loco, Ohio. Good Loco, from Ohio. Makes sense. Yeah, thank you, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Cool, I think they're cool. saying, don't want to take a trip backwards, but we have to, I think, because what you've been able to do here has been phenomenal. Just your second year. There was a time last year, yeah. early in the season, where I think you probably heard the noise, what everybody was kind of talking about. Is Marcus Freeman going to be able to do this at this level at Notre Dame with how many uh, eyes are on it? What was it there that made you add in? Like, what happened, do you think, in that time to find your culture in this locker room? I mean, I think during those moments, it, yeah, it, they're pretty tough. And um, I think you learn the most about yourself and your team through those hardest times. And, and I learned a lot about our team after that, that loss to Marshall and, and a lot about myself. And the same thing after you lose to Stanford. And, and what you realize, man, is that you have to fix the process and you got to fix what you're doing with urgency and um and you also realize time heals everything man it, the lowest of lows will you'll move on right and and the highest of highs they're, they're high but you got to move on to the next week and so um the experience man it, it is invaluable but just the understanding that man time will heal it like you'll be okay fix the process and, and try to really block yourself from the noise that's what you have to do during those different times and the good times, right? When things are going well, you got to block yourself from the noise because that noise doesn't help you win a football game. I got I like having a blinder, John. Yep. <laughs> you know they say the brightest sun comes after the darkest dawn. <laughs> it's like that's what you got going on here. Ty has a question for you, Coach. Coach, Pat, Pat mentioned it. Like when we got on campus this morning, the energy is palpable. And obviously at Notre Dame, like expectations are always going to be sky high. These, these people expect yeah. you to win every single week no matter who you're playing. And obviously, you know, like it's early in the season still, and you know, there's there's a lot to be had. But does this team feel different? I mean, I know it's it's tough to do because you have so much ahead of you still. But and you have Sam Hartman, but it's not just Sam Hartman. You have a bunch of dudes on this team. Going into this game, does this team feel a little bit different? I mean, granted, you're you're ranked in the top ten and everything, but does this feel like a team that could go win a national championship? <laughs> <laughs> They answered that question for you. Yeah, uh, yeah but you're in the locker <laughs> The reality is, here's the reality, right, is that is this team feel different than the last team? Absolutely, because it's a new team. But what that, that doesn't matter. What matters is what the heck you do on Saturday, right? And that's the reality of it, man. And so I could feel great, but we have to make sure that we're ready to perform when it matters, and that's Saturday night at 7.30 right there in Notre Dame Stadium. Okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so I know you used to fly around, you know, on a football field a little bit, you know, and I assume you take that to coaching, and you're still in it. You're still in it. You look, hey, you look good. I don't know if it's stress not eating or if you're still getting after it. You look fantastic. When you see this Ohio State team, and now I think McCords look different each week almost. Yep. What are you preparing for? How do you prepare for it? And how is the week on looking at the Ohio State Buckeyes? Yeah, it doesn't take long to watch film and, and realize, man, um, this team is extremely talented. Um, and 
it, it's from every position on the field, and they're, they're really deep. And so um, it's going to be a great challenge, man. You know, the quarterback, as you just said, continues to get better and better and better. And um, Is that tough, though, because you don't have a lot on him, right? I mean, you got three games. And, and, <laughs> it, but, but you're not going to say, okay, I saw something in his first three games that is going to completely change what we've done. Got it. Right? And, and the beauty of it, each week you make small schematic changes that's going to give you a, a chance to have success, but you're not changing who you are because at the end of the day, you need your guys to play fast. And the only way they're going to play fast, they know what they're doing, why they're doing it, how they're doing it. And so we have to make sure that we put our guys in position to play fast because it's a talented opponent we're going against. Hey, is it always this hot? It feels hot. <laughs> this is, yeah. It's like this every day in South Bend. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the recruits watching, play as fast. Touchdown Jesus standing tall. The fans are losing their mind. I don't know if anybody's going to class. I love that. I want you know that. Nope. Looks like a West Virginia crowd out here. Yeah. Connor has a question for you, Coach. Yeah, Coach, it feels like in these last few years, you know, coaching hard has kind of come back. Like, you can actually coach dudes and not be worried about, you know, the repercussions. But how do you balance that? Because obviously with NIL and the transfer portal, you don't want to kind of, you know, bury somebody when, you know, obviously you care about them. You want them to be better. You're trying to get the best out of them. But how do you balance that with also the, you know, in the back of your mind, knowing some of these guys might leave because yeah. of how, you know, how many people jump in the portal. You know, the reality is, is, is I have a strong belief in you can push guys as much as they trust you, man. And, and you have to have a feel for the guys in your room. You got to know the guys that need this type of coaching versus that type of coaching. An old adage of coach everybody the same is it's, it's different. Yeah. These, each individual's different, and you got to know, know what it takes to get this person to perform at the highest level. And so if you have that trust and they know that J they can be pushed and you can coach them really hard and they can perform, do it. If it's a guy that you need to put your arm around like we used to do, then you saw that happen. But I think the reality is, is you have to be authentic. Like, you have to be who you are. That's why I love seeing Dion. Like, yep. you're, he's authentic. And it shows our young people that you don't have to be somebody you're not. You don't have to be this tough, this tough, hard, no, and you don't have to be somebody's best friend. You have to be authentic to who you are to truly maximize the results of the young people. How much are you paying attention to everything happening? You just talked about D on there. How much are you talking about or thinking about the entire landscape of college football? Because coach, coach, I don't know if you've been looking around, huh? Oh, Top 10 right now, this weekend, yeah. Big win. Not I'm, you're not saying it, but no. you know what's on. We're talking about catapult real quick. Oh, yeah. This week this year seems yeah. to be wide open more than years past. Obviously, Georgia's Georgia. Mm -hmm. They were even down the first half though, yep. I think, yeah. last week. So it's like, have you kept up with the college football landscape? It's wide open right now. Yeah, I think I mean as a fan, you look and pay attention as at those games and who's winning, who's losing. You don't get a chance to watch them all, but um, then you go back into your office, you realize the only thing that, that matters is this. What's going on now? I have no idea. More water? I think AJ Hawk sits the piece on. Really good. Yeah, I, I chatted with that guy earlier. I've never done that. <laughs> Not once in my life. I have middle of the night. Yeah. No. Oh, oh, I've always oh, AC Slater. Oh, that is great. Come on, my head on the wall before I do that. Bro, yeah. You gonna AC there? Slater it? Bro, oh yeah. Two thirty a.m. So tired. <laughs> oh my god, just. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing better. I would leave my head on the wall before I do that. But yeah, I get it. Clean your toilets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. Louise. Pooping on the floor. Clean your toilet. Sorry, <laughs> Louise. Not your head on your. It's not dirt. Nothing's dirty. Head oh, on the wall, wow. though. This on the is great. Sorry, it's coach. Yeah. Wrong. We should get back to the topic of the conversation. <laughs> that wasn't it. All right. Let's. Is talk it fun, though, Marcus? Honestly, is it? It's a huge responsibility being Notre Dame head coach. Obviously, in football, is it? 
do you ever have moments where you're like, you know, this is pretty cool. Yeah, this absolutely. is awesome. Absolutely. Moments okay. like this, you realize, man, it's yeah. special. Man. Okay, it's, uh, hey, it's special. We saw your sweet balcony driving in. You saw that? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah we hey, heard about it. Hey, they're taking care of you around here. Yeah, yeah, there's some perks to being a head coach at Notre Dame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one of the perks is that you get prime time every single week. And obviously, whenever you take that gig, we know it. We talk about the NBC deal and how NBC has part of the NBC sports like business model is Notre Dame football. New AD here, formerly NBC sports president Pete Pavacqua, he can spin it, by the way. He was in our office oh, yeah. a really? couple months ago. He can spin it. Maybe I the best was suit. Punter? Wasn't he a punter? Yeah, so you know what that means. Say it. Great you athlete. Thank you. Appreciate that. But like the NBC <laughs> relationship with Notre Dame seems to go hand in hand. When you get the head coaching gig, do you have to like sit in a bunch of conferences with NBC and they like are they a part of any decisions and how how awesome is that relationship for you to utilize whenever you are recruited? Yeah, we, we we sell that. That's what makes this place different, right? We're independent, okay? We have our own TV deal with NBC. That's what makes Notre Dame different. No other school in the country has something like that. But in those conversations, I let those other people have. Smart. Yeah, I'm, I'm not into those. Well, the thing about it is the reason why NBC has a deal with Notre Dame for every single game is because look at yeah. the people that showed up on a Friday because Coach that? Freeman's going to be That's the one I want to see. Wayne. Wayne. Wayne, greater than Centerville. Wayne. Huh? That's our high school. Hawker. High school rivals. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. How, what was he like? Marcus did everything in high school, by the way. Punter? Stop. Yeah, he did punt. Yeah. So I here's, here's the number one. When I was young, right, everybody worshipped Ryan Hawk, his older brother. Oh, he knows he Ryan. Was, yeah, he so do we. He was the guy. <laughs> he was the guy. And then um, then this dude came along, man, became a beast. Just and, a psycho, uh, right? This yeah. guy always has been? Yeah, man, he's, he's nuts. But yeah. that's what made him good, man. That's what made him good. We um, I never lost a, I never lost Centerville in my time. You you beat Wayne, right? Yeah, yeah, we beat yeah. Wayne. Yeah. So what's the age difference? Not the same age. Two years. Two years. You're my draft class, 09, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's go. We did it. You're the head coach in our dam, and I say dumb stuff into the microphone. <laughs> we appreciate the hell out of you, man. Good hey, luck this weekend. Blake Groupie told he texted me and said, make sure you give Pat McAfee some some mess because you said that he wasn't going to win the uh, kicking job. Bro, Will, Will Lutz, the former kick down there, is very good. Like yeah. Pro Bowl, All Pro. He's un unbelievable. This group yeah. guy, Groupie. 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 He's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, man. He did a great job. He told me to give you some messages. No, like well, I said I will. you probably thought the same thing I thought. There's no way a guy that small can kick a ball. He murders no, no. the ball. He's a very good kicker. I was shocked. Man. Very talented. I'm happy for him. Man. You like your special teams now? You pay attention to that? Oh, Obviously, yeah. you're a smart coach. Absolutely. We're, we're going to win the third phase here, you think? Better. If we want to win this game, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Look at the crowd here for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Marcus Freeman. We appreciate you, Coach. Hell yeah, you're the man, dude. You're awesome. That was sick. Yeah, they love him. I mean, this crowd, what, tripled? Marcus Freeman! Marcus Freeman! Marcus Freeman! That's love, man. That's real love. That's real love. Man, that was sweet. See you, Coach. All right, everybody go back to class. Mm-hmm. Coach is done speaking. Church, maybe. Hey, so you guys were not the same age. You're a little bit older than he was. Yep. Same area. Did you know he was going to be a coach whenever you met him? No, not really. I mean, uh, some of those guys you can definitely tell. I knew Marcus was super smart when he came in. And 
But uh, you never really know, though. I thought, Mark, honestly, Marcus would play in the NFL for 10, 12 years, too. Yeah, well, he, he looks like he up. could still do it if I had to get, you know what the I mean? handsome fellow. Oh, yeah. He looks like he still jocks. His fade was perfect. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, I wonder money. if that's one of the things. When you become the head coach of Notre Dame, you get a barber every morning. His hair was perfect. In that beautiful office you're talking about, right? Yeah, Tony's boss. Yeah. He's got an over. He gets to see the entire campus pretty much. Yeah. Like They had uh, Krzyzewski. They showed his thing yep. that overlooks all of it. Head coach, football at Notre Dame. You get treated pretty well. Going to win games. He has done that. Hopefully, he'll be able to do that Saturday. Let's transition out of college football back to the NFL. Terrible news coming out of the Dallas Cowboys practice yesterday. Trevon Diggs tears his ACL. Yeah. They're booing because the injury happened, obviously, not because they hate the Dallas Cowboys, but that man right there was a massive piece for this Dallas Cowboys defense that has become the number one defense in the world, Craig. They are phenomenal. Micah Parsons gets to the passer. This guy gets his hands on the ball all the time. Obviously, we love his son after meeting him on hard knocks. Yep. We enjoy his brother who plays for the Buffalo Beals. And coming out of a Thursday practice, non-contact ACL. What an absolutely devastating day for Diggs and the Dallas Cowboys. Hate to hear about it, AJ. You do, and especially with the Dallas Cowboys, with all the momentum they already had going so far. And yeah, of course, it's next man up mentality and all of that, but we know Diggs is an absolutely spectacular player that takes the ball away at a very high rate. Bro, there's a lot of games left he's about to miss. Yeah. That we're we're going to miss out on him flying, ball hawking, making absurd catches, and talking his shit, which I think I appreciate the most. For those of us who have no idea what an NFL practice is, is like Thursday, are you guys, is it like a full go practice? Or, the, or is this abnormal? Like, is this super abnormal? Red zone. Someone to third, third down and red zone, right on Thursdays? Yeah, usually. But it, sometimes you would have Thursday as your padded practice. Just depends. Who knows if they were in pads or not, but yeah, non-contact, it's just yeah. unlucky, basically, I feel like. It's brutal. And I, I don't know if this is just this year and maybe didn't, like, you know, hear about it or pay attention to it last year. There's been so many injuries during yeah. practice. Like at ran I mean, ACL, this is by far the worst one. But we've seen hamstrings, ankles. Wasn't Amari Cooper groin? Yeah. He almost didn't play on Monday Night Football because he got hurt in practice. Like, no, what is I'm going on? Cowboys yesterday, too. That, yeah. What is it? Hold something? I don't know. I don't know what it is. And then we talk about another injury. Let's just do it. Let's just continue with the devastating sure. negative news. Yeah. Get out of the Joey way. Burrow does not look great right now. No, no. he doesn't. Joey Burrow, obviously, a national champion for the LSU Tigers. That's right. Mm -hmm. well, they love LSU here. <laughs> yeah. They were close. They almost beat them. Um, but Joe, he doesn't look good. He's re-injured. He's even got teammates saying, like, yeah, we're trying yeah. to watch to see how healthy he is just as everybody else. There's a video coming out, obviously. The Cincinnati Bengals are different than everybody else. They got to walk across a highway yep. through a pedestrian walk yeah. to get to their practice field. So everybody, whenever they're wondering how Joey Burrow is doing, they just camp out right here on the sidewalk. And Joe has to fake walk and grit his way through as cameras watch and try to judge how healthy he is. He has the sleeve on, has the orange jersey, not the red one, means that he's probably doing something but how'd you feel about his gait right there i didn't feel great about it to be honest as a as a Bengals fan i didn't feel great about how he how he's looking walking but i was actually surprised he was trying to practice this early i assumed it'd be a couple weeks are they just doing that though for show possibly like, yeah, maybe how about him walking just being like it was knowing, a bit stiff knowing all cameras are on him too you just got random people that are walking through the city of cincinnati you're like oh it's joe burrow yeah why is this like this why is this like this <laughs> i was there for i got to play there for years it, 
I don't know. I guess they don't have enough space, so you got to have your practice fields across the street. It was honestly, it was kind of nice to take a little morning walk to get to practice. Oh, yeah, yeah. in Green Bay, uh, you got to drive down the street. After practice, hey, let's take a little decompress and let's walk back to the locker room. Green Bay, you got to drive down the street, right? Yeah, you get in your car with full pads on, <laughs> drive down the street, dead serious. So you've been a part of two organizations yeah. that are certainly different than all the others, but like, if I'm a Bengals fan and I have any questions about anybody's health, I'm going right to that crosswalk and I'm... <laughs> What's going on? How are you feeling, Joe? You, yeah. We could get a full interview with Joe Burrow right there if you really wanted to as he's walking through the city. Doesn't look good. I think teammates are saying it doesn't look good either. Well, and we've talked about it a lot. Like, the Bengals have come a long way. You know, they get an indoor practice facility. That's great. That's great. You, you should do that when your team's going to the Super Bowl and AFC championships. Mm -hmm. Can they not get a golf cart to take this guy to practice, for Christ's sake? I mean. Whoa. Oh. Hey, I'm Catholic. I'm Catholic. Oh. I'm Catholic. Easy. 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 I'm Catholic. I mean, say sorry to touchdown Jesus. No, 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 no. He knows this with all due respect. I mean, this is like legitimately. You just made this guy the right highest. There. I know he is. And, and touchdown Jesus knows. I mean, no disrespect by that. But this is the highest paid guy in the NFL. How are they making him do this? It just makes no sense. I don't know. I think it's just old school. And I assume Joey doesn't want it either. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. Joey Burrow probably is fighting it every single part of the way of being treated any particular special way. Now, you are different, Joe. I will say here in Notre Dame, a lot of golf carts. Tons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People are driving golf carts all over. Kind of lazy. No, I think traffic Some... is impossible. Oh, really? Yeah, because the lacrosse boys, I got a message, they were like, uh, hey, you want to stop by our lacrosse facility or whatever? We'll get you on a golf cart and drive you over there. I'm like, sweet, can't wait. And as soon as we got here, there was like three golf carts ready to pick us up. Yeah. Yep. It's like Mario Kart around here with these golf carts everywhere. Beautiful campus though, if you've not been here. Gorgeous. This is beautiful. Perfect this, day. I, you know, the weather could be terrible because it's Indiana. Yep. Indiana has all four seasons and it is getting breezy and that's just the way it is. I thought this was going to be an old, you know, I thought the buildings sure. have no yeah. AC. Decrepit. I thought it was going to be like crop. Yeah. yeah, sure. That is not the case. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is gorgeous here. This is a beautiful, we're very, very lucky to be here. Speaking of lucky to be here, um, whenever you think about B. John Robinson Ooh. transitioning from college into the NFL, you immediately go, oh, this guy's unbelievable. Now Fox has released an aerial shot that oh, they man. have of him making his cuts. This is awesome. And how cool would it be? Ooh. 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 That's against Green Bay Packers. Obviously, they had to t uh, face that down in Atlanta last week. Artie Smith will be joining us today. Come on. Uh, I cannot wait to ask him about that, AJ. That dude's shaking everybody quickly, and he's just getting started in the NFL. It's crazy to see how early his success is, but then you, I'm already thinking, okay, he's a running back. We know how they devalue the running back position. In a couple years, are they going to going to be willing to pay this guy a kind of contract? I don't oh. think that's accurate. No. I, I, would, I would like to reiterate my fact. Tell me. And I might be wrong. I don't think, like, the Jonathan Taylor stuff, like, I think that was timing in which he went to ask for yes. the money. Like, I think if he does that whenever there's still money available in the earlier part of the NFL calendar, I think he finds a deal. I think he finds a trading partner. I think it happens. To do it, middle of training camp, like... After saying... That ship has sailed after saying you're already going to do it. Mm -hmm. Najee Harris, like, okay, 
Didn't really have that great of a year last year. No. I think they're still wondering if he's going to be the guy. Saquon, I think, is certainly something, but teams yep. have been franchise tagging players yep. for a long, long time. Chris Ballard said that, yeah, there might be a market for running backs, but there's a market for great players, too. Yeah. If you're an X player, or, or not like an X, not an X player, like retired, but if you're able to do it all, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a market there for you, regardless of what position you're in. Yeah, I do, I mean, too, but it's, sorry, Tony, I, okay. I do, too, but it's all timing. It, like, yes. all negotiations are all timing. You can't do it. You got to find a way to do it where it's a contract year, you stay healthy, and yes. you have a gigantic season. I do love that then we you are have just leverage. two games into Bijan Robinson's <laughs> yes, career, yeah. and we're like, this guy. That's why I hate it. That's why I hate that I, I instantly go to that. I'm like, well, if this guy keeps killing it, they're not going to pay him what he if deserves. If this guy's good for another three years, if this guy's good for another 15 games this yeah. year, yeah. I and just then enjoy 17 games, yes, and I'm going to enjoy Bijan and what he's doing. That's a, absolutely it's a reminder just to live in the moment, enjoy what he's doing, right? It, yeah, let's live in the moment, actually. Okay. Yeah. Look at this moment we're having with these beautiful girls. Unbelievable. There's a young girl back there that has a sign that says Pat McAfee skips leg day. Let's relax. <laughs> she's eight years old, okay? So I don't know if she's, she means that or if her dad means that. Sure, eight-year-olds are tough. Not, they are. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's an Owen over here, too. I don't know if you saw Oh, yeah, it. believe me. I had I, some I've things to say about you. a lot of Owens out here, actually. You look around the college football landscape, and obviously this game is the headline of it. There's a lot across the board. I mean, that Colorado-Oregon game is going to draw so many eyes. Waiting to see Colorado. People are going to want for Colorado to fail. And then other people are going to want for Colorado to go in there and upset. 21-point dog, undefeated Colorado (laughs) Buffaloes going into Oregon. Without Travis Hunter, though, he's obviously the big story. UCLA-Utah, that has Pac-12 championship implications on it here just in week four, week five. Ole Miss-Alabama, that has college football playoff implications and game day implications. Then you talk about Iowa-Penn State. I mean, there's like seven, eight games this weekend that are like, thank God college football has arrived. Yep, I mean, Florida State-Clemson's basically an early ACC championship potential. The uh, the Pac-2 matchup between Wazoo and Oregon State. It's an unbelievable weekend. We got some bros. How about Ooh, that? 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37. Are we clapping? Proud of you, boys. I don't know what the goal was, but 36. Okay. That 36 was the goal. There we go. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Very proud of them. These live shows are certainly something, you know, because yeah. <laughs> it's hard to balance just wanting to tell them, you guys are awesome! Yeah. Or you can go the other way, too. It's hard not to, or... Yeah, you could also say, like, these guys suck out here pretty big time right now. <laughs> Notre Dame's the worst. I don't know why we came here. Game day shouldn't be here. What the hell's going on? You're an Irish guy from Boston. Today. Yeah, bingo. Yeah, yeah, I have the utmost respect for this institution. But once again, we just read all those games. Come uh, on. The, the signs this week are very good. Get a haircut. See? They don't know. What idiots? That's what I'm talking about. I've never seen a great see a bunch of nice comb-overs out there. What, what a bunch of bums. <laughs> Come on. I've never seen a group be more wrong about a haircut. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, Keep that thing growing, pal. Not, I mean, as you can see, a lot of, you know, 1.5 GPAs in the crowd. You know, not a lot of not a lot of 3.5s. <laughs> so you got to kind of take that with a grain of salt. I don't know if that's true. I feel like getting in here, you got to be a genius. Yeah, oh, pretty tough. I feel like you got to have a big brain. Know. But I heard these love slamming beers. Like, I heard that you go to... <laughs> I heard you go to like uh, events on campus yep. and you show up and it's like, 
would you like a beer? What do you think? It's like, well, the Catholics and the Irish, I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. I like drinking. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's much different than I thought it was going to be. Um, A.J. Brown kind of chit-chatted about him and Jalen Hurts having a situation they had on the sideline where Nick Sirianni had to go in and go, Hey, what are we doing, guys? Guys. Okay, let's put, put the kibble down, okay? It's enough <laughs> for all of us, gentlemen. And then Coach Sirianni was asked about the situation immediately after the game, and he goes, hey, Coach, what's going on between uh, AJ and Jalen on the sideline? I don't remember that. I don't remember. I didn't see anything. You were actually right in the middle of the drone cam. The sky cam had you right in the middle of it. You had to say something. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's, I mean, that's between us. You guys don't need to know about everything that's going on on the sideline. That's Coach Sirianni. Here's what A.J. Brown had to say about the situation with Jalen Hurts on the sideline that got captured by the sky cam. Discussion, you know. Uh, it's a, uh, a game that we both love, and and I, I want everybody to understand that sometimes emotions run high, and, and, that, and that's, that's kind of what happened, too. You know, uh, that doesn't mean it's the end of the world. doesn't mean I'm beefing with Jalen. Uh, no, and also I want y'all to know, no, it was not about targets. You know, I'm, I'm sure everybody thought that because he threw me the ball three plays in a row afterwards, but no, I was not over there discussing targets or whatever the case might be. It was something that happened earlier and we was having a discussion about it. And so I know everybody took that out of context, but it's not a big deal. Me and him are still on the same page. We're still growing. We're still trying to become great and get wins, most importantly. So. But the reason why I left after the game is because I had my emotion was, was high, so I had to remove myself. Because I know all of y'all, y'all want a story, and y'all doing y'all's job, and I don't hold any, any one of y'all you know, for it, you know, but I just had to clear my, clear my mind before I get in front of y'all. Okay, so I appreciate what he is saying there. He's yeah. saying, hey, we're just getting a little bit edgy because the competitive juices were high. I want to win. He wants to win. These things happen. They do on the sideline, but they're not always caught on camera. When they are caught on camera, especially if it's the number one wide receiver and the quarterback and the coaches involved, it's going to get chatted about. But I think I appreciated the way A.J. handled that there, A.J. One, I think that was a very mature way to handle that. And I had a coach, Mike McCarthy, used to tell us all the time, conflict is good. Like when you're – Talking about what went wrong there, it's much better than sweeping under the rug and just holding on to that resentment both sides for weeks and weeks and it eventually builds up and, and explodes. And you don't want to have that happen. So I think it, looks, it was pretty good here. Well, the other thing, too, is like the Eagles, I get, I get completely. Cowboys and the Niners are really good. Eagles feel like they're going to win 14 games, then we're not going to talk about them until the end. It's kind of like Georgia in college football. Like, Georgia's going to be there. And it feels that same way with the Eagles because, I mean, Jalen Hurts said it. When did this become not about just winning? Like, when, when did you have to win by a lot of points in the NFL? Obviously, in college, you have to because of the rankings. But if you finish 14-3 and three and, you know, you're not going to remember, you know, Minnesota backdoor and covering week two. You're going to remember, hey, we won 14 I'll games. I'll remember it. That thing. Yeah, that, that was tough. Minnesota did that, that to push. us, obviously. Do wideouts always have uh, the open side? in their lockers, or is that just a really cool thing that AJ brought? Yeah, that was sick, 24-7, always <laughs> open, hanging on the side. Jalen actually got it for him, I think. Jalen was saying, hey, you're always open. Oh. Makes sense. Yeah, nice. that was a peace offering okay. from Jalen to say, hey, listen, I know what you're saying. I agree. And then he said, I know people are going to think that I was yelling at him about targets, and then he gave me the ball three straight times. Yeah. So what was it about? I think he just reminded them maybe. Hey, <laughs> when I'm not open, I'm open. Right, right. You know, yeah. you see these signs, you put them on my locker. <laughs> Even if there's somebody around me, I'm open. Remember what we did last year, Jalen? I think that was probably what it was. But whenever you talk about competitive juices and wanting to win, Tom Brady laid it out oh. in a speech perfectly. And we talk about the Mamba mentality. And we reference when Michael Jordan in the last dance was at that restaurant in Utah. And the head coach for the Utah Jazz came in and said, Mr. Jordan, love your shoes, love your cut of your jib. 
I think you're handsome. Wouldn't mind if you went and did some stuff with my wife. Like, I, <laughs> I love you. And then he left, and Michael Jordan said, well, that's all I needed to get mad. And that, that, that was a storyline of the entire last dance. Listen to Tom Brady chit-chat about what he needs to get to the point that he needs to get to when it comes to competitive edge. I didn't have any friends on the other teams. I didn't, you know, and I think it's a little different day and age. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I Even was, ex-teammates that left? Well, yeah, to a degree, but okay. I mean, I was, my friends were the guys that were in the battle with me. So Sick. it's very different in today's age. You've got to create a lot of different emotion to, to, to heighten your sense of awareness and focus. Like for me, anger was good. Anger was good because it was motivating. The more I could create an enemy, the more I wanted to go out and kill those guys. Now, I knew I wasn't going to kill them physically, but man, if I could just, what did they say? You know, and what did they look like? Did they disrespect me at all? You know, and did that asshole say something? Like, those are little, little, little things that can get me right in the emotional frame of mind that when I run out on the field and I said, let's fucking go. Yeah. Okay. And there was a lot of people cheering and chanting while that was happening. He was just giving them game about yeah. how <laughs> the top people think. And I didn't have that ability, you know, especially after 20 years or however long he was. It's called competitive stamina. Can you maintain that level of uh, spite, that level of want to, to continue to go out to be your best, to continue to eat avocado ice cream, yeah, right? yep. to continue to get new faces every offseason, <laughs> to continue to dive in every single morning <laughs> longer and harder than everybody else? Those are at the top of the mountaintops in all of the sports women and men are the ones who have that ability to find it. Did you hear him going, oh yeah. Like 12 times in a row, he continued he, to grit his teeth. That was my favorite part. Like he, where was he talking there? Uh, I don't know. It's some kind of fun. He was being interviewed, like a Q&A, I believe, with Patrick Bet David. That's where it was. And, and if you Boom. were somebody that was sitting in the crowd, what would you have heard there from Tom Brady and how would you have taken that? I mean, I would watch that and I would instantly get it and say, okay. I understand why this guy is as great as he is. Is that I, how you were? Is that how Aaron is? Is that a, have you met a lot? I don't I mean, think there's a lot of people be, like that. Everyone probably wants to be, and for moments you are, I think, for moments you, but how do you sustain that? Like you always say, how do you sustain that? It's easy to get pissed off and, oh, this person said this about me. You get up, it just makes that workout a little bit easier or whatever, but then how do you continue to do that day after day, year after year? Now, a quarterback, it's probably much different. I can only say from my point of view, it got to a point, like at the beginning of my career where I was trying to learn how to punt, where if I hit a shank, I was so mad. I was mad for 30 minutes to an hour. Towards the end of my career, I stopped getting mad about it. I was like, all right, this guy doesn't care anymore. I'm looking in the mirror, talking to myself. But guys lose it. Like, that is something that you actually lose. And somehow, he still was able to have that. Peyton, obviously. You look at Serena. Mm -hmm. She had that. Michael Jordan. Some Tiger. people do it with Tiger, yeah. definitely. Some yeah. people do it with different class and different couth. And I think Tom was super quiet and isolated in his press conference with the sweet hat and the uh -huh. fashion. We tried really hard today. Yeah. Behind the scenes, he was like, I want to... I hate that son of a, like every yes. day he was like that. So I assume there's times where he and Bill potentially could have butted heads, especially if you're operating out of anger, but it had so much success. Yeah, for sure. And I, I assume Bill's very similar. I doubt he is as animated as Tom is and as into it as Tom is just because Tom's a player and, you know, Bill's on the sideline coach and obviously he's going to be on the field doing his thing and he's going to be more pissed off. But it goes back to like the quarterbacks that have the fu 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 you in 
side what? of them. You know what I'm saying? The what? The fo, what? The kind of, it's like a foo-foo word. It starts with F-U, F-U, and then it ends some different way. I'm not, I, I kind of forget what kind of word it is. Chris know. Fumatamala Fall? Uh, that might be it. Kind of, kind of like the, some letters in that, but it, it, that's what it is. Like a lot of guys don't have that sometimes. And I don't know, people call it killer instinct, but it's that, you know, F-U inside of them. It's a mamba mentality is yeah. how it's described nowadays, and it's real. And there's only a few people that possess it. Adam Vinatieri was another guy mm-hmm. who had it. Who's just solely locked in, focused on being great at what he did, which is kicking. For rocks. you guys, um, so like I feel like when you're younger, little league, high school, college, there's just an innate, built-in hate, just because the other te- you're just playing another team from another place. Like, does that go away as you get to the NFL? Like, the just like, oh, I already hate these guys we're just because we're playing them. We're old. I don't think we're the right people. We're probably not the right people. But like, you mean hate like a team because you've always hated that team, or just hey, no, they're no, the no, opponent. I hate all of them. Yes, exactly. It gets. I think it's different. It's a little different once you get to college because college is the first time where I actually interacted with some of my opponents off the field before the games at like Big Ten conferences or whatever. So you kind of knew them. You still wanted to try to take their head off, but then after the game, you'd be cool with them. So the NFL, you're playing against a lot of your ex-teammates too. But it is kind of fun in college whenever you show up and they're like, "Hey, guess who we hate here at Notre Dame? We hate USC here." Yeah. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that is, like, right? Hey. That we hate? Yep. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, we hate them. Right. So as soon as you go in the locker room, they're like, hey, we hate uh, Marshall, for instance, Western. Hey, we hate Virginia Tech here. We hate Maryland here. Like, that is yeah. something that's kind of fun, too. It's like, okay, now I just have no respect for this school, yep. even though I know nobody there, but it's part of our tradition. I think it's different than college than it is in yep. the NFL, but it is a nice sort Nowadays, I think everybody's... I think everybody's boys. Everybody's friends. And didn't you mention it early in the week? It's like once you get to the NFL, like, yeah, you you obviously want to beat and dominate the other guys, but like it's a fraternity still. So at the end of the day, like you respect the hell out of everyone that is playing in the NFL because you know they went through something similar that you did to get there. Absolutely. That's how that's how it works. I don't think it doesn't mean you're not playing as hard. It doesn't mean anything like that. But it is different when you do have like the high level respect for your te- your opponents and everything. I mean, a lot of dudes I, I was tackling that I played with in college, or yeah. you know, Nick Mangold was my college roommate. I played against him when he was right. in the Jets. I'm like, all right, well, we're gonna have to run our heads into each other <laughs> for the next 75 plays. That's just how it is. I'm being told by some whites over here mm. that did the 36 things. They're saying they can do 50. Is that what I just heard? Yeah, it didn't look like it. I don't know if I'm the guy. What is that? Do you guys do that after points? Like every point? Touchdown, yeah. Oh, the, the oh, mascot. Oh, yeah, the leprechaun. Oh, they want to do, do that to you. They want you to lay there, and they're going to push you up. Oh. You guys got no shot. That's not a bad idea. He's, he's pretty jacked. I, mean, I don't know if you can do 50 with nah, him. I don't know if I'm the right guy. We'll put Ty up there, though. Ty feels like the right guy. I'm going to my pants. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're right I mean, guy. Foxy. I don't even know how I get there. Uh-oh. Yes. Here we go. Take a mic with you. Hey, give him a handheld. Yeah, he needs a handheld for sure. AJ, why don't you go with him and help these kids raise him up? Yeah, I'll be all right. I got, someone's got to stay up here, right? There's a, there was oh, a, look at that. Oh, everyone's frolicking boom. over to try yeah, to get in. There's a large crowd. So they're going to try to do 50 reps with him? Yeah. Apparently. I do not see that. Uh, they just did 36 with the other guy. How are they going to do 50 with Pat? Bingo. I do not see military that press. Oh, yeah, you can pick. If you can do 50, you can do 100, right, guys? You would hope. Huh. I mean, do they realize? I, hey, is he laying on his back or his stomach? I think he's laying on his stomach. He's, he's going to have hands all over the place, Pat. Watch those hands. Oh. Yeah, be careful. You never know where Catholic hands go. Whoa. whoa, whoa. What? Oh, I'm just saying, at Notre Dame. At Notre Dame. Say that here. No, I'm just saying, at Notre Dame. There's no know. way this happens. I don't even know how they're going to get him up. 
Yeah, does he lie down and they all body oh, here we go. We're oh, we're oh, all, oh, no. Okay. okay. Oh, man. Two, three. Oh, my goodness. Four, five, six. 50 feels like a long way away. Yeah, they're tossing him, too. Oh, you're all over his meat. Oh, my meat. That's what I meant. 14, That's what I meant. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. A long I mean, way not, away. Halfway yeah, there. Almost halfway. They're a long way away from 50. Oh, no, they're losing. I can't do it. Can't do it. Oh, look at that. Who would have thought a bunch of wusses are going to school at Notre Dame? Oh, he's pretty good. Yeah, but if you're going to call your shot, I'm get out of here. To hear yeah. talk. You're going to call your shot, hey, get out of here, we're going to do 50. He, tell, he must have told him to stop. He probably said, hey, i got to go back to the show. I, don't I mean, think there was, so. There was a bit of a, a side wave. You told him to stop for sure, or he just had too much pressure in his Oh, in, in where? Regions. I want to know how many hands his, were on. His head? Yeah. yeah. Naughty area. How's your groin feel? Well, well. Hey, thank you, boys. That was fun. <laughs> I told him to stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we got to 25. I was about to say, I'm not doing another one of those. No, no, no. no. Losing I mean, they gripped steam. you up. I could see hand marks all over your body. Yeah, dude. I mean, I was getting tossed. Uh, Gotta put me down. Had me in a nice singlet. Yeah, <laughs> Appreciate you, buddy. To try to get a three count. <laughs> so I was pushing up off. I saw that. Yeah, yeah you were kind of jumping up. There. I was trying to. Yeah. yeah. Just because if we're if we're bumping, let's bump. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey boys, really impressive stuff. <laughs> I'm winded. All right, so let's get back to this game here. Sure. Yeah. Let's get back to Notre Dame, Ohio State. Yep. Hell yeah. Spread right now is currently two and a half or three. Okay, and both of these teams have Ohio State being the favorite. Both these teams have covered the first couple of weeks, have performed well. Notre Dame for sure. Notre Dame did. Uh, Ohio State did not cover week one against Indiana. Uh, week last week they did. They blew out Western Kentucky. They are on. They're moving in the right direction. And whenever you think about matchups in this one tone, what are you thinking about? What are we watching? Is this a run game type game? Mm -hmm. It feels like. Well, for Notre Dame, I assume they're going to try to take the arrow of the ball and run it a little bit. But when you have Sam Hartman, you got to like let him take his shots as well. Uh, interesting stat I saw this week: uh, Notre Dame has the number one most efficient pass defense, and obviously that's going to be tested against Marvin Harrison Jr. in the wideouts in the Ohio State room. We got Audric Estime joining us in about 10 minutes. Nice. I cannot wait to chit-chat with him. We assume he's going to be used yeah. Yeah. rather big. What's another game we need to be looking at on the college slate that's going to have a lot of action? 21 over there, Oregon-Colorado. The books obviously are pulling hard for Oregon to win this thing. Colorado is wiping out chandeliers out of yeah. these sports books every weekend. Yeah, that total is huge. I think it's in the 70s. Like that one, though. Like this is the first time that Colorado, like Dion's talked about the trenches. This one, whereas like Oregon is Colorado, but they've been recruiting defensive linemen and offensive linemen for years now. So like the trenches is a huge worry for Colorado in this one with Prime. I think I mean 21. We thought 21 versus TCU was, was a lot. I think it's a very similar situation here. I like Colorado. Oh yeah, have to. Until I don't, you know? Yeah, right. Well, like they don't have Travis Hunter, so that's certainly a decision. That's two positions at a very high level that they're going to have to fill in. But we don't know the other 80 transfers Correct. that they brought no. in that could be great, could be ready. In Oregon, I know Bo Nix is great and Lanning is a great coach. Mm -hmm. It might be a little bit tight. This is all it's like Super Bowl type numbers for these college football games that Colorado's in. Well, as long as Shadour is healthy too, like they're going to be able to score with anybody. It's just a question of is their defense going to be able to stop people. Like I, I have no doubt that like they can they can win every game. You know, 54-49 or whatever. Yep. But if they get behind the eight ball a little bit, is their defense going to be able to bow up and kind of stop Ooh. some people? Uh, before we wrap up this first hour, before we have Audric Estime, Coach Lou Holtz, mm -hmm. Arthur Smith, Woo! 
Aaron Rodgers, and then Shane Gillis. Wow. Let's go. So we had to cover kind of everything here before we get into this next hour. So we appreciate the fans kind of, I mean, they're chanting through a lot of those things. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on around the NFL world. One of them you should be pumped up about. Tyreek Hill was singing the praises of rookie corner of the Miami Dolphins, Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, we always talk about Bill Belichick, the coach, but the GM, Bill Belichick, just as good. I mean, we had three to four Hall of Famers bona fide drafted in this year's draft. Gonzalez, one of them. I mean, he was the number one corner in a lot of people's rankings. I know, you know, that good D, D, but he, you know, mentioned him in the house of D. Butch's comps. So it does feel as though the Patriots are going to do Not great. a lot of good D out here. No, no, a lot of, lot of like softies. A lot of yeah. It's brutal. Still, I thought the Catholic D. Yeah, usually. It depends, though. What's up, AJ? Catholic Nothing. D's good. They yeah, long and strong. Yeah, I, grew, I grew up Catholic. I get it. I know. Persistent. My dad went to Catholic high school. Did he? I was over here at the Basilica having my uh, godson hey, baptized uh, this past June. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Do, do you know where I was last night? Where? The backer having a good time. What did you have to drink? I just had a couple of beers. What? Had a couple of whiskeys. What? A couple of vodkas. What? Even some tequilas with the lacrosse boys. What? Yeah, I was at the background. Yeah, I was at Finney's, so too late. You, uh, you missed me. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh, I don't oh, like Finney's. They don't, they don't it. like it. They don't oh. like the backer, I guess. <laughs> All right, hour one wrapping up here in beautiful South Bend, Indiana on the Notre Dame campus. More specifically, the library lawn, which leads right up to Touchdown Jesus Christ. It is happening on this campus tomorrow against Ohio State. And one of the names that you will be hearing a lot of is a name that is currently number one in the country in yards rushing. He's a junior from New York, went to high school in New Jersey, an absolute dog. Ladies and gentlemen, Audric Estime. Audric, uh, I would like to begin this conversation with you by letting you know that you are hilariously jacked. Uh, sure. So are you. Absolutely jacked. Yeah, but I'm cheating. You're not. I know that. Uh, let's dive right in. Number one in the country right now. Last year, I think you finished up with like 800, 900 yards. This year, you're already at 521 through four games. What do you think the difference has been in you and the team and everything right now? Uh, I think the way uh, this team prepares, I feel it's a little different than it ever has been. The offensive linemen always working hard Monday through Friday. The, the quarterbacks always doing their thing, and the tight ends. I just feel like Coach Freeman always is, is different. He brought different energies. It's the preparation we've been doing this year is just different than any other year. So Sam Hartman's getting a lot of chatter because of how handsome he is. Do you guys talk about that in the locker room? Of course. Yeah, 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 The beard is incredible. But you guys are very, we stick with the run game. Like Sam Hartman comes off play action. We're going to run the ball. We're going to control it. Massive opponent in Ohio State. What has the message been to you and to the offensive line this week? Yeah, you just got to keep on doing what you're doing. Just do a little more. This is going to be a good game. Uh, Two tough teams. going to be a hard fall fall game for four quarters, you just got to keep on bringing You know, you're going to have some ups and downs, but at the end of the day, you just got to reach your full potential, and that's what Coach Freeman and Priving ourselves to do every day. Hell yeah. AJ has a question for you. So do you like playing these night games? I'm curious what your schedule looks like tomorrow when you're just sitting around waiting waiting to try to, to finally kick off a big game like this. Do you like that, and what's your, what's your kind of routine going to be? Yeah, I love that, honestly, because... I love night games, like they say, the vampires coming out at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love night games. It's, 
It's anxious though, because you're just sitting down all there all day in a hotel waiting. But that's a time where you can just get your mind right, watch some film, just be ready to get locked in for the game. Are you a visualization guy? What is your thing in uh, during pregame? What type of music are we listening to? I listen to it all. I listen to um, rap. I listen to country music. Country? Uh, what do we got in the country? I like a little Zach Bryan. I listen to it all, though. I love that. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, on the field. I mean, just looking at you now, obviously you can probably break half the people in half <laughs> that you're going to be playing in Ohio State on Saturday. Man, you are jacked. Dude. Jacked. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. are you, man. Yeah, but, like, I don't have to do anything. Like, you're jacked <laughs> for a reason. You look – I did not expect this. Not at all. It's, I thought you played linebacker when oh. you walked up here. It's ridiculous. DN. Yeah, exactly. It's absurd. <laughs> but are you talking any junk on the field? Are you – because obviously you don't have to. You kind of let the play do the talking. But do you kind of go back and forth if someone is getting a little out of line on the defense? Uh, it depends, honestly. Like, I'm not going to lie. Some, some teams know how to get underneath my skin more than usual, but I don't know. I think tomorrow's just going to be a more strictly business game. Yeah. Ah. But once or twice. We should let these Ohio, <laughs> you know what I mean, do their thing. Tone has a question for you. Audrey, you're talking about anxiety and waiting around. We were actually watching the NC State game during the weather delay, mm. and then they just – or did you decide this? The coaches decide this? Hey, first carry, second. Whenever you guys came out of the break, what was it, 85 that you went immediately? 80 yards. Yeah. Now, who's counting? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just saw it ever. I didn't even know it was that long, honestly, when I ran it. But, but is that something you're thinking about during the break? Do you know that you're going to be the first play? Yeah. And, yes, I mean, that's so, a great time to take advantage of something, I yes. assume. Yeah, definitely. So we actually um, called that play before we went to break. Like, second quarter started and we're in the huddle. We called that play, and then they called the game. So I knew I was going to get the ball coming out. I just didn't know when we were going to come back out. Our people were saying, like, it could be three hours, two hours. So, yeah, I was definitely sitting there anxious. But I knew I was going to get the ball, so <laughs> yeah. didn't have to worry. Going to eat as soon as we get back. <laughs> as soon as we get back. Once this weather clears out. Third year here. Yes, sir. So what? Does it feel different on campus, or is this how it always is? Because this is awesome. I mean, these people. I just got tossed in the sky 25 Ooh, times. Sweet. I got tossed in the sky 25 times. Yeah. They've been out here all morning. Is this what it's always like? Is this what it always has been, or is there a yeah. It's a little different this year. We're, we have a little more energy, but it's always like this. That's why I chose to come to a school like this. The fans are the best in the nation. Are, yeah. That's good part. That's good part. Best fans in the nation, best students in the nation. We got the best professors, best coaches. It's what? just a great atmosphere, a great environment. And I had to be part of it. What is it like going to school here? Tough, right? Isn't it tough education-wise? Yes, definitely. It definitely uh, stresses you both on the football field and academically, but 4 for 40, that's why I came here. This is going to help me help me in my future. Hey, what is your major? I'm a political science major. Oh! Ooh. What are we going to do? We're going to run, run, run the country? Uh, nah, I, I want to be an attorney one day. I go to law school when I'm done playing football. Hey, that's another damn difference right there. Bingo. Hey, Pat, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, professional athlete. All right, if that doesn't work, what do you want to do? I guess we're flipping burgers or making sandwiches. That's kind of all it is. Lawyer, I would have never been able to get in here. High school, you knew you were coming to Notre Dame. Where else was the potential landing spots for you? Uh, so I was committed to Mission State, and on Sunday I flipped to Notre Dame. Smart. Yeah. Smart, smart. Let's not smart, talk yeah. about them right now. Yeah. Yeah. Smart, yeah. smart play ever, really, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm thankful you came here. So These people are thankful you came here. Yeah. And we cannot wait to watch you put on a show tomorrow, Audrey. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, guaranteed All-American this year, Audrey Gustamari. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Woo. Thank, you. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for having me. All right. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that guy is massive. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. AJ. Holy hell. Good luck, man. Hey, might need you in the future as a lawyer, too. Getting sued mm -hmm. for stuff.
Oh, you do? I get some. Other things, yep. Appreciate you, brother. He would run your ass over. AJ, you hear me? Right away. AJ, he would run your ass over. Use that one. Yeah, there. use the other one. You never take That's your mic problem. with you. Yeah, every week, same situation. But it's all right. We'll fix it. We'll get around. It doesn't matter. That dude's massive. Sure. I think you said it, I think, a couple weeks ago. You said you got out of football at the right time yeah. because of how guys started to look at every single position. That was a depiction of that if I've ever seen one in my life. Yeah, you like who would guess that he's a running back if you're seeing him no. in street clothes for the first time, especially wearing that jersey. Like he's yeah. so big, so powerful, and also like I love watching him finish his runs. I talk about that all the time. Like how I just, you turn on a game and you watch these guys finishing runs, always falling forward, knocking three or four guys down. Like He's yeah. one of those guys. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned him in the basketball jersey. I have about... 20 to 25 of those, I got to throw them all out because I don't think I can ever wear a basketball <laughs> yeah. jersey again after seeing what you're supposed to look like when you wear one. Yeah, that was bananas. Absurd. Yeah. Alarm I, tackles there. We were trying to make sure everything's set up for what's about to happen because this is something that as soon as we found out it was possible, yeah. I, uh, I got uber excited. Yeah. And the fact that this show is something that exists on ESPN now yep, yep, yeah. yep. really makes this whole thing even more ridiculous. The best. But it's going to be impossible to come to a great university like Notre Dame yep. and not talk about one of the most historic figures in the history of football, yep. not just in the history of Notre Dame. Oh. And if you have a show in which you're, there's a kid who went to Catholic junior high and Catholic high school, and he had been dreaming of being a Notre Dame student and following along with Notre Dame and having an impression and impersonation of one of these people since he's like 12 years old. Yes. So good that he can uh -huh. literally have a conversation with anybody mm -hmm. in that particular impersonation. You have to do what we are about to do right now. Connor, some things are for the fans. Yes, yep. exactly. Some things are for these beautiful people right out here in South Bend, Indiana. Some things are for the people that watch on YouTube, which we love greatly, and they're the only reason why we are where we are right now. And now some things are for the people that are watching along on ESPN. Oh, yeah. How so, long can you fill, Pat? We will find take, out. Something takes a while to set up. Right here. This really. Some things take a long time to set up, but some things are worth the wait. Yeah. Mm. Because, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, it is time for a one-of-one one type of conversation <laughs> that can only happen just yards away from touchdown Jesus Christ. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, a conversation with Lou Holtz's. Thank you very much, Pat. Uh, sitting here with Coach Lou. <laughs> Coach, obviously, I mean, this is such a beautiful campus. We both know it. It is literally created in God's image. It's been a massive day. Obviously, big weekend with Ohio State here in town. I know we have the dedication of the new library. How great does it feel to be back on campus at Notre Dame? Well, I say this. If you've been part of Notre Dame, no explanations necessary. If you haven't, no explanation will suffice. You have to be part of Notre Dame to understand this is just a special place. 
it is a special place. I tell you what, I get goosebumps every time I set foot on campus. I'm sure you do too, obviously, the rich tradition and the history here, a lot of which we've built. Uh, but I'm just curious, when you look at this year's Notre Dame football team, obviously, massive test tomorrow, massive test against the Ohio State Buckeyes. But when you look at this team, does it feel different? Does it feel like the teams of Notre Dame's past? Yes, it definitely does. Number one, let's start with the coach, Marcus Freeman. He loves Notre Dame. He understands what Notre Dame's all about, and that is so important for the head coach to believe in this school. Number two, Notre Dame is a better football team than Ohio State. Love hearing that. Please, Coach. And, And let me tell you why. We have the best offensive line in the country. Sam Hartman won't even get his dirty, dirty all year. He has time to throw the football. The offensive line, we have great running back. Esteem is averaging about 10 yards a carry. We have great receivers. So offensively, we're set. Defensively, our defensive line's better. And you look at Coach Day, and I coached at Ohio State under Woody Hayes. We won the national championship when I was there. So I'm proud of that. However, he has lost to Alabama. Georgia, Clemson, Michigan twice, and everybody that beats them does so because they're more physical than Ohio State. And I think Notre Dame will take that same approach. I know that our schedule hasn't been the best. We're 103rd in strength of schedule. However, that doesn't bother me because every day we get to practice against good. We get to practice covering our good receivers. Won't be much different than covering uh, the great receiver they have at Ohio State. And plus, we're playing at home. It'll be a close football game, but we will win because we believe. Forget who in the hell we're playing. Just tell Ohio State this. You, 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 you take this message to Ohio State. You tell them they better bring their lunch because it's going to be a full day of day's work. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love that. Hey, hope you heard that, AJ. (laughs) Hope you heard that, pal. Uh, Coach, you mentioned Marcus Freeman. Now, a lot has been made about your tradition, our tradition, of writing letters to, you know, new Notre Dame coaches uh, when they come in. Have you had the opportunity to write any letters to Coach Freeman? And if you haven't, what, what kind of message have you sent him? Well, I graduated from Kent State. And our motto was, we can't read, we can't write, but we are Kent State. <laughs> now, I haven't written Coach Freeman, but I talk to him quite often. And my philosophy is the same at Air Parsage and Ed towards me. I will never give you advice. Advice says you ought to do that. I'll give you my opinion. When I did this, we won. When I did that, we lost. Now, you make the choice yourself. But the first week, Marcus Freeman was head football coach. He flew to Orlando and spent a full day with me. I have the greatest respect for him, as I said. He loves Notre Dame. He's great with the players. He understands. And he will win a national championship here at Notre Dame. And, and I'll say this. It, 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 it's damn near time we did. I, I'll say that. <laughs> we, we won it in 88. People say, right, Lou Holtz, national champs, 88. And I write... National champs, 88, screwed 89, 90, 93, but I'm not bad. 
Well, Coach, you also mentioned Sam Hartman. Now, granted, you know, Notre Dame typically, I mean, we, we like to grow our own here. You know, trade for portal this, trade for portal that. I understand that's a part of college football now. But now, I know he doesn't exactly play like our guy Tony Pike back in that, you know, national championship team. But, you know, the way he performs on the field, he's got that necklace with one of his own ribs that he lost in order to play football. He could be the first Notre Dame quarterback to win a national championship since Cody Pike. How important is Sam Hartman to this football team? I hope my list isn't as bad as yours. (laughs) (laughs) I just had lunch with Mrs. Sam and Hartman, and she's told me how much he loves this school, how much he loves the place, and more importantly, how comfortable he feels. Usually there's pressure on a Notre Dame quarterback. But Sam Hartman, hell, he's as old as I am. I, I remember when he played. <laughs> but he's a great quarterback, he's a great competitor, and he's the ideal situation for Notre Dame. And Father Hesburgh, who I loved, told my wife this. Whenever Notre Dame is in difficult position, God will send a person at the right time there. And Sam Hartman is the right person here at Notre Dame at this time. Well said, Coach. And I think, you know, as we're moving uh, towards tomorrow, and again, massive game, um, I think we should kind of maybe send a a message not only to the players but the fans of Notre Dame. Uh, When you have a big game like this, you know, you got all these – these young men, these young athletes who are arguably going into the toughest tests of their lives. Now, you can take all of that adversity. Sorry, I mean, it's tough to, do, you know, I got to <laughs> hold the handkerchief and the microphone at the same time, so it's a little <laughs> difficult. But all this adversity, you know, it's out here, it's hanging out here. <laughs> and what you could do is you could take all of those, you know, self-perceived issues and fears and <laughs> adversities that we face every single day when you're going against a tough team. And you got to stick them down deep because it really doesn't do anything for you to dwell on them. So you stick them down deep and then you realize that all those adversities and those issues, they're just figure of your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they could have made that red flag disappear on the field as quickly as you did that one. But, you know, there is no such thing as magic. It's all mentally a center. Now, you did that. Uh-oh. I want to do this one. It's go. like any other newspaper. You have the front page for people who want to read the news. You have the comics for people who can't read. And we have the editorial page for people who can't think. But <laughs> it's like anything else. You have to have a faith and a belief Somewhere along the line, I'm not sure. I used to do this trick all the time, but that's (laughs) that's when I was younger. Uh, But I'm not sure I can do it, but in any event, I think maybe we can. I used to do this with a phone book when I was younger, but I have trouble tearing it up. I want to tell you, physically, I have an awful lot of problems. Mentally, I'm as sharp as I've ever been. However, however... That's one of the advantages of not being very sharp when you're growing up. Because then when you get dementia, people can't tell. And say, oh, there's no difference in anything else. But, you know, it's like anything else. Many people go going to think they saw me tearing that up. But it's all mental. 
if you really have a strong faith and a strong belief in what you do, it can work out. My God. Hell yeah. Somebody said, somebody said, how do you do that? Perfectly, I thought. But in any event, that doesn't matter. But there'll be no magic tomorrow. We just beat them up physically and believe that we could win. And we have a great tradition. We're here. We got the best fans in the world. We have the most beautiful campus going. And you're not playing for your teammates only. You're not playing for your coach. You're playing for the millions of people that live and die with Notre Dame football. Notre Dame football is bigger than you as a player. You came here for a cause, and our cause is to be the very best. You don't come to Notre Dame to win most of them, some of them. You come to Notre Dame to win all of them. And anything less than perfection should be unsatisfactory. Well said, Coach. I mean, that's just unbelievable. can I get, I mean, I, I don't want a, you know, final score prediction. I know we think it's going to be close, and I think we're both on the same page. There is no way in hell Notre Dame is losing this football game. But if you had to, to maybe come up with the final score, what is your prediction for tomorrow? Notre Dame wins by 10. By 10. Wow. And, and I believe that in my heart. And. We just have a great, we have all the ingredients you need. We have coaching. Right. We have players. Right. We got fan support. Right. We have it all right here. And so, and our lady on the dome. I remember we used to have a luncheon, 3,000 people, and it was a great luncheon. Players would get up and talk about their experience. Well, one time I had our punter. He did the place kicking, the kickoff, everything. He got up in front of the luncheon. Instead of talking about how special Notre Dame was, he went into a tirade how unfair I was to kickers. What? He said, we're the only school in America to travel with one kicker and three priests. And when he got done, I got up and said, Greg, his name was Greg Henry, kicked for 12 years with the Titans. I said, Greg, if you kick better, we'd only need to travel with one priest. (laughs) Yeah. However, I'll never forget, we're playing Miami. And this is apropos for this game. We're playing Miami. They had won like 35 in a row. We have the pregame luncheon. I go in at the last second, and the guy gets up. said, Coach Holtz, my name's Father Leo. I do not remember his last name. I remember Leo because that's my middle name. (laughs) He said, I'm the team chaplain for Miami. I'm a Catholic priest. We've won 36 in a row. We plan on winning 37 tomorrow. And I want you to understand, Coach, God doesn't care who wins this game. And I got up and I said, I agree with you. God doesn't care who wins this game. But I promise you, his mother does. She has great interest in the outcome of this game. So I'll let it be at that. Oh, that's amazing. Hey, Coach Lou Holtzes, great work, boys. Unbelievable. Eighty-six years old, still got it. Eighty-six oh. years old. Wow. We were chit, uh, chit-chatting about the possibilities of that, obviously, and uh, we got in contact with the uh, Holtz Heroes Foundation, yep. which yep. he does incredible work yep. around the country, still obviously giving back and caring every single day. Uh, he, they connected us with somebody, and I asked, "Does he know that our show exists?" Yes. And his assistant said, um, 
Are you talking about the show that has the impersonator of him on it, like uh, three times, four times a year? Yes, he knows you guys exist. <laughs> so the fact that he was cool was sitting down oh, with yeah. Ty there. We are very appreciative. Coach Lou Holtz is a gentleman. Unreal. Tell you what, he's still got it, too. He's still got the fastball. I appreciate the fact that, you know, he hadn't had that newspaper probably in a little while. Yeah. And he's like, where, where is that sports section that we need to tear up again? And as soon as he found it, he was like, here we go. Right back into the <laughs> yeah. game. It's fantastic that he did that, AJ. I'm still mind-blown every time. I don't know how it works. I mean, I understand why he gets paid tons of money to travel around the country and give speeches because he is absolutely sharp as a tack. And him, he and Ty over there taking pictures. What a good sport, too. And obviously oh, yeah. super-duper smart and still – Seems to be doing great, man. I'm a huge fan. Hey, coach, you kicked ass, coach. Thank you, coach. Thank you, coach. Great hair, too. Great hair. He talked about Craig Hendrick there, who uh, punted for the Titans. I did not know that he kicked field goals and kicked off here at Notre Dame. I do appreciate the fact that he kind of took a shot at him. Craig Hendrick and I, very tight. He taught Ooh, me a lot of things, yeah. Yeah, I'm very, not very tight. That's, that's a lie. But, but he taught me a yes. lot of things as a punter in the NFL, so I'm very thankful as Ty Schmidt rejoins us here on the stage. Boy, Ty. Ty, I don't want to take a victory lap because it kind of ruins the bit, that whole thing, but... I think we should maybe take a victory lap. Thank you for bringing that microphone up and being so attentive to the stage the entire time. Uh, Ty, how'd you feel down there with Coach? Uh, very hot, very hot. But, um, I mean, that's a bucket list thing. It really is. Like, we, we've talked about it before. I've been doing that since I was, like, 10 years old. And to ever think that I would have that opportunity, like, it's just, it's, it's wacko. It's crazy. It's just, that was, that was so awesome. I will remember today and that moment yep. for the rest of my life. No question. Yeah, shout out to Coach Holtz letting it happen. Yeah, shout out to you too. Yeah. Got answers. Yeah. Good one. You got to the bottom of it. I mean, yeah. that was a real interview. That wasn't just some, no. you know, impersonation, mockery. No, that was real hard-hitting journalism from you guys. I mean, we're trying to find out who's going to win tomorrow, you know? And obviously Coach Holtz had all the answers. He knows. We talked about God a couple times. Yep, yep. His mother. God's mother came in there at the right. end. I thought you did a fantastic job. The what's too from the crowd. Great work. Yeah. Perfectly timed. Incredible work. Uh, we got Coach Artie Smith coming in about 10 minutes for the Atlanta Falcons. We can't wait to chat with him. It's going to start our series of weekly convos with him called a Drive Five mm. with Artie Smith. I cannot wait for that to talk about B. John Robinson and everything they got cooking down in Atlanta. Haven't even chatted about Cordell Patterson, really. No, not he at all. He was the story of last year. They might win that NFC South tone. Yeah, the, I mean, when you look at it, uh, Bryce Young's already out. I mean, they may, they definitely, I think they definitely have the best offense. Everyone has questions about Ritter, but I mean, if you keep, like, if they play from in front, like a lot of these teams, they're going to be, they're going to be very, very tough. I don't want to go into negative town, but the story for the Los Angeles Chargers seems to be oh. that they do not have Coach Lou Holtz as their coach. Sure. They got Coach Brandon Staley there, who, remember, was a quarterback who was a defense coordinator. So okay. he saw defenses through the quarterback's eyes. It's the best of both worlds. This guy is the head coach of the Chargers. He's going to take him to the promised land. Now their stats coming out. The Chargers are allowing a league high nine yards Jeez. per pass play. It's getting ugly. They're losing games that they're supposed to win. Their team plays good, they lose. Now this defense is bad, which is his thing. It's looking bad in L.A. They need a win desperately, more than any other team in the league, I believe, AJ. Well, I mean, you have Justin Herbert as your quarterback, so you know you have this window where, hey, we have an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. And when you're giving up way too many points every single week and your head coach came in as a defensive guy, yeah, it's not looking great right now, but a couple wins can turn that thing around very, very quick. Nice. 
That was a good shot there. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. McConaughey. The seat is hot over there, Connor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially because look at the money they've spent already. It's not like they're rolling guys out there who are rookies and, you know, in their second season like the Giants. Derwin James, I think he's a yep. top three highest paid safety. J.C. Jackson, when he signed his deal, he was a top five highest paid corner. And they've paid both their pass rushers. So it, it really is one of those situations where it feels as though they should win every single weekend and they just haven't been able to get it done. Another trip to negative town. Saquon Barkley has a high ankle sprain. Oh, no. Don't like that at all. Obviously, the Penn State monster who came into New York, did fantastic, had a little bit of an injury, a little bit of a situation, bounced back at the end of the last year, had the negotiation go down, signs a deal, gets back in there. The team kind of stinks this year. Yep. Then without him, they're even worse. High ankle sprain is kind of what we thought. They were kind of lying about it, though, there for a little bit time. Yeah, Coach Dable said, hey, you know, I, this guy's got Wolverine blood. I, I wouldn't be so sure that he's Thursday. not going to play tonight. Yep. Yeah, yep. on Thursday morning. But, you, I mean, you mentioned, like, their offense is so anemic. They didn't really do anything. I mean, they drafted Jalen Hyatt, but their receiving core is kind of the same it was last year. They got Darren Waller, and everyone was saying, like, hey, Daniel Jones needs to be the guy to kind of do everything for them tonight. And I know they're paying him $46 million, but I don't know if he's the kind of guy who can, who's going to throw for 300 yards and rush for 100 yards and win you games. Well, and then all, the Niners players were talking last night how surprised they were that they that Daniel Jones didn't run more. Like, they, they were preparing for Daniel Jones and the RPO all night, and they really didn't do that. Like, and that's that's one of his strong points. Didn't we say? Yep. We don't like how high that number is. Yeah. We almost said, like, hey, that seems to be a bit high yes. there uh, going in for the Danny Dimes rushing over, which we have been at the forefront of. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to say we birthed it, but, boy, we were profiting off of it very early. Yes. This guy might not be a great passing quarterback just yet in the NFL, taking, up, taking over for Eli Manning. And people were booing him as he got drafted at Duke. They didn't think he was the right guy for the job, especially in the big market. But this – this son of a bitch can run. Yes. And they're not using it. Just like in Chicago with Justin Fields. Doesn't seem to use that that much. That's Chicago's situation. Oh, oh man. Bad, I don't want to bring it up again because it's been like three days. But there's a lot of Bears fans here, I think. Yeah. Because of how close we are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, let's go for the Bears fans. Yeah, Bears down. Pastor Jersey. Yeah, let's go, Chicago Bears. That's a 24. Yeah, yeah the Bears. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Come on, Bears. Buddy, it does not look good for the Chicago Bears, and I think they missed that particular man right there mightily. I just don't know how all these things are happening at the same time. You know, like quarterback calling out the coaches, which I don't think he meant it that way. That was not the intent. I think he was just talking and being transparent, and then whenever you take a quote out of its complete quote and you put it on X and people read it and they go, oh, coaching is the problem. But he didn't talk about just coaching. He talked about himself overthinking, overanalyzing, not being all in there. He had to come back and apologize. That's never good. That means your team's not good. If you're apologizing midweek for something you said in the morning about the coaches, not good. Then you add on an FBI raid. Yeah. Oh, man. That, that's, that is happening right yeah. now. Then, obviously, Eberflus, because of that, has to call plays on defensive side. That's not how we planned on going into the season and doing it. It's just like so much happening. A lot of season left, but it looks ugly in an NFC North that was supposed to be wide open, AJ, for that. Yeah, this is the time like where Aaron Rodgers leaves the NFC North. If you're Chicago, you're thinking, all right, we, they had some pretty high expectations, I feel like, didn't we, coming into the offseason? Like, coming into training camp, say, Justin Fields, he was, he was electric at times. He's got to make sure he can sit in the pocket and throw. And now... It's going to go one way or the other. They can find a way to rally off this adversity and everything going on and maybe win a few games and try to get the thing going in the right direction, or it's going to be a very, very long season. Tough one this week, but wouldn't this is week two. Like, th this would be, like, week 12, it's like, all right, the Bears aren't what we thought 
they were. So it, it is what it is. They were at the number one overall pick. This is week two. This is unraveling very quickly. Yeah, I don't know what this means for Eberflus. Yes, it's not. E Eberflus was loved in Indianapolis by our defense. Yeah. Great on the show. Not, not that Gus Bradley isn't. I mean, just held uh, Houston at ten points or whatever. So I, I'm not saying Gus Bradley not great for our defense, but like Eberflus with our defense was elite. That's yeah. whenever you saw everybody becoming all pros. That's when we were trading for DeForest Buckner to get yep. in here. The defense was going to be the thing of our team. He goes and gets a head coaching job because of how great it was. Now it feels like the Chicago Bears just haven't really bought into it, I guess, or it was just this an unlucky series of events happening quickly. Yeah, it feels like the you know latter mostly, but also you think about how Fields isn't Eberflus's guy. So if, if they're going to get rid of Eberflus, what, what does that even mean for Justin Fields? And again, Justin Fields, this is you know the, only his second year in the offense. They really haven't helped him out with the offensive line, but when you hear he's playing robotic, is that just strictly, you know, not strictly coaching, but is that a big him trying to do too much in his head before the play or what? You know, because he's former Ohio State quarterback. I think anytime we see him chat, he seems to be cool, yeah. mellow, down yeah. to earth. I think he's got a cool dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes, oh, yeah. he does. He's just started eating fish again, right? He was a vegan. Now he's yep. eating fish, which is called a... Uh, pescatarian. Pentaton yeah. yeah. Pentatonics. 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 Is that what you said? That's the fill. That's the rat that needs to die. <laughs> yeah, right. yes. Not that anything needs to die. Don't want to have to have a moment of silence. But this Punxsutawney Phil thing bringing us bad news every year, we get it, pal. Okay? Maybe a little optimism. He needs to do... Yeah, yeah he exactly. does. You know what I mean? Yeah, marry him. We did not plan for... <laughs> no, yeah, it was very difficult. It was very difficult. Nailed it, though. Nah, it worked. You nailed, nailed it. it but you nailed it. Made it work. But whenever you're thinking about Eberflus turning... I don't know. I hope they get good because the only conversation about them now is how they're an absolute shit show all of a mm -hmm. sudden again. And Bears fans were high. Remember, we went on a bachelor yes. party with Zito. Five, six Bears fans there. Okay? Loved it. This is the year Justin Fields is the guy. He's going to get one step better. He's eating fish now. He's all the way there. And it's like, well, is he, is he suffering from paralysis by over-analysis? And is that over-analysis coming from Getty wanting him to do certain stuff to get him better? Or is it just going in the wrong way? It's like how, obviously not able to reach him in the way to make him the best player yet, but a lot of season left, right? We shouldn't maybe not just cast him out yet just yet? As yeah, definitely a lot of season left, but they could also still bottom out big time. But I think if you are a Bears fan, the kind of the bright side is that if they do really suck this year and get the first pick, they're saying that this is maybe one of the best quarterback yeah. classes in the last 20 years. So if it's not going to work out with Fields, at least you're going to be up near the top there and you, you might get the next guy. Which is Sam Hartman? Potentially. Hey, we'll see what he does tomorrow, right? Sure. So let me do. Let me ask you about this. Sam Hartman, only one year, right? This is only one year. Yeah. All good. We love him. Let's go. Let's send it out there in a beautiful fashion. Yeah. Okay. We have to find the next one. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the game, I guess, of this whole entire thing. But if Chicago's already thinking about the next one, week two, geez, yeah. not good. Jeez, law. Boys, incredible weekend slate in the NFL, including one particular team that is undefeated Ooh. in the NFC South. They got a running back out of Texas as a rookie who seems to be able to cut not only on a dime, but on a pin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's out of nowhere all the time. And the coach has this phenomenal mustache across his upper lip that not only boosts testosterone levels and opens doors, but I think it makes the other teams fear to beat the Falcons. Ladies and gentlemen, head coach, Artie Smith. Appreciate y'all having me on. Coach, we are literally 100 yards away from Touchdown Jesus. Anything you want to say to uh, Touchdown Jesus Christ that's right behind us here, Coach? No, I don't, I don't want to do that to you. But um, <laughs> it's interesting. You guys, is, how, how's the scene compared to Boulder? So that's a good question. I appreciate you asking that type of stuff. 
Good. We had a good scene. It's hotter here than it was in Boulder, so for us, a little bit more sweaty, a little bit more water intake. I got tossed like 25 times by some bros over here in the sky, so it's been a little bit more active than Boulder. Have you ever been to Boulder or to South Bend, Coach? Yeah, I've been to South Bend. Boulder kind of driven through there, but I'll tell you what, it looked like a party last week. Well, it didn't quite give the granola vibe that I, I expected. <laughs> I don't know if you brought the party that Coach Prime did, but... I figured that was probably why, you know, got bumped off the uh, the manifest last week. Yeah, well, Coach, I agree. We thought we were going to see a lot of those, you know, those slide-ins. Oh, yeah. What are those uh, sandals? Birkenstocks. The Birkenstocks. Thought we were going to see a lot of those, which there was. I do believe there is a lot of yeah. free spiriting up there in Boulder. But they love their football. And let's talk about you down it, in Atlanta. It electric. Yeah. I, I will say, I mean, like you talk about somebody who's brought an energy to a place. Uh, like, Boulder's become the the center of the college football universe this year. Yeah, they got Oregon uh, this weekend, which is a big one for Coach Prime. But let's talk about you being a coach. How have coaches taken – do you share the opinion of most coaches about Coach Prime, how quickly he's gone into Colorado, turned it on, how he acts? Because I know when Jeff Saturday was hired, and you don't have to talk – but the coaching community was not thrilled. For Coach Prime, is the coaching community behind him, you think? I will never speak for anybody but myself. I think what he's doing is awesome. You know, Pat, I'm, I'm, I, you know, like a guy that can go in there and uh, rock a tank top everywhere and uh, <laughs> kind of take over, you know, uh, old traditional space by storm or a guy that can go into a place and disrupt the, uh, the social norms. I, I, I'm always behind that. So, so I got a soft spot for guys that disrupt. I think what he's doing is awesome. And uh, I, I, I think he's a hell of a coach. Uh, so anybody that's a disruptor, I got a soft spot for. Well... We know you're a disruptor, too. You know, it's in your blood, pal. And you've done that down in Atlanta. Remember, the NFC South was supposed to be the Saints, and then there's nobody else. Yep. What has your team done the first couple weeks, in your eyes, that makes you think, hey, this could be a special year? Because outside looking in, nobody was talking about that before the season, Coach. Oh, we just, look, we got a long way to go, Pat. Not to give you the uh, cliche coach speak, but in all honesty, we know we're going to go into a tough environment, right? Detroit's coming off an overtime loss. Good team. Be our first challenge on the road, but we, we got a bunch of tough guys. I mean, all, all our job is to try to get better. You know, you go, you know how the journey is, Pat. You can't ride the roller coaster, and so uh, we're excited about this challenge in Detroit. Can you tell us about Bijan Robinson? Fox released this clip from like a sky cam where it showcased him as a video game player, pretty much, and he's cutting on. I mean, these are professional athletes that, like, oopsie That's oh. a professional athlete right there. That guy, trained his whole life. Best athlete in all of his friends' groups and everywhere else. And then it's happening every single time he gets the ball, seemingly. Do you guys knew you were getting this with Bijan, obviously? At what point during, like, OTAs or training camp did you say, this dude's potentially an alien? Probably when we went down to work him out in Austin. And, you know, you watch the tape, but when I saw him in person, and we go through the workout and uh, go on – Take them through a route tree too. I mean, the running back stuff was easy to evaluate, but just the person watching them and watching them work—that's uh, different. The way he can stop and and start and uh, go from zero to 100 again is is rare, and that's what we were so excited about him. Uh, we knew he had the right mindset too, you know, to handle the hype. And uh, yeah, he does something every day that you kind of shake your head and you're like, "Holy hell!" Like that clip you just showed—you you've been around a lot of big-time NFL players. That's not normal. Yeah, 
That's not normal because those other guys, Savage, that's a professional athlete. First round pick. You know, this isn't like backyard football against your uncle or your neighbor. Like, it's the NFL. He's making people fall over. And it's just his second week in the NFL. Earlier, A.J. Hawk brought up immediately, and he has a question for you. He was like, are they going to pay Bijan in four years? (laughs) Because the running back market, that's he's two weeks into this thing, and he's already being talked about as a guy who's going to change the game for running backs as a whole. It's beautiful to watch you guys down there. A.J. has a question for you, Coach. Hey, Coach, what does it do for the rest of your team, and especially your offensive line, when they see the kind of running back they have in Bijan and how hard he runs and how many people he can make miss? Does that kind of have a trickle-down effect to the whole roster and kind of elevate everyone? Yeah, I mean, you same thing. You know, when you're around guys that are – Bijan's a guy you want to block for, too, because he's a real dude. He's authentic. It's not like we're seeing some manicured – you know, Avatar, and then behind the scenes, the guys is brutal. You know, they, they love this guy, and they love Tyler Algier. Both those guys, they bring it, and they're different players. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, it's it probably lifts the level of excitement. And uh, when guys can, they're multipliers. I mean, you, you, a guy that can take a simple run and, and break it for a big one, uh, those guys are rare. Do you feel like you got all your guys in there, culture-wise? Do you feel like this team is is taking on your identity, or at least the identity you would like your team as a head coach to have? Well, I mean, every team's different, Pat, but we've got a lot of the right guys. Um, we've got a lot of great players. I always think in this thing, you need the right mix. It's got to be fit and chemistry. You need great players. You need competent leadership, but it's got to be the right mix. Because when it's not, you can have a team of great players and poor leadership, or, you know, it's just... It's bad. I mean, you've, you've seen it all. Both you guys have. And so we feel like the, we got the right mix. And, uh, but, you know, again, it's so early. You know, it won't matter if you go out and lay an egg in Detroit. You know, it's, that's the NFL. So we got, we, got to, we got to be ready to roll Sunday. Coach, we haven't heard about any beers outside the locker room. Mm, so yeah. we're still looking forward to that. Tone has a question for you. Yeah, Coach, my question kind of comes from that. We know you're not afraid to have a couple pops. Uh, where would you put Dan Campbell as far as NFL coaches uh, on your rankings that you could share a pop with? Oh, Dan, yeah, he's in the um, top three. You know, it's Braves and, and you know, Dan's up there. Uh, that probably makes me sound like an 80s, uh, like it's an 80s movie, but, uh, yeah, he's up there. Hey, how many tight ends are you going to put on your team, dude? What are we doing? We just have a roster of 53. We're going to put 17 tight ends on this team and see how we can do? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Old school, bro. You got a tough team. You said that earlier. I, I appreciate the fact that you appreciate that. Like, you want teams to think, hey, we got some tough dudes over here. The way you're structured, the way it's built, the way you operate, I appreciate that. Yeah, and not, not, not the fake tough guys. I mean, guys that bring it. I mean, that's NFL. It's good on good. I mean, you're not going to win every rep, but you got guys that are tough-minded and not just physically. We're not looking for guys that the, the false bravado hitting the back at the play. I mean, we just want to line up, and yeah, we got a lot of smart players, too, and uh, – you know, guys that try to spread the ball around, especially in offense. We got a lot of different playmakers, whether they're lined up as wide out. How do you or, feel about you Desmond? Know. How do you feel about Desmond? We feel good? Yeah. I mean, watch watch Desmond operate in critical situations. I love these guys believe. I love that. Hey, you got any message for these people as they uh, skip class and go into a weekend, Coach? Well, I'm not going to pick a side there in that game. Uh, you know, but I, I hope they can bring the energy that was in Boulder last week. So I don't know what the big... The big bar is in, in, in uh, South Bend. Is it still the backer still open? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they closed that thing down. You got, okay. him, you got him back. I'm, got I'm, glad, I'm glad McAfee is opening a tab at the backer tonight. So <laughs> that'll be good. Whoa, whoa. All right, thanks, Coach. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Artie Smith, good luck. Yeah. Yeah.
He's awesome. Guy's dad found a FedEx. Now he's having me open a tab. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those are people. You know what I mean? I, I actually think I would do that. That sounds like a good time. That'd be cool. Hey, so the backer's the place, huh? Hey, him talking about Bijan, whatever we went down and met him, feels like he's a good guy. Like, that's the miss, like, I don't want to say the missing piece, but whenever you got a, a supreme talent and a good human, now you're talking about superstar potential. We got to keep him healthy yes. to watch him, but there's a superstar building down there in Atlanta that I think the world's going to have to take notice of if they keep winning these games. Well, especially a superstar that relies on so many other people for his success. He knows the offensive line has to block decently well for him to have success as a running back, so it definitely helps that he's a good guy. They want to block for him, and when your teammates love you, they will absolutely go the extra mile. And a guy who who's going into a situation where he knows, like, hey, they already have a thousand yard rusher there. Like, I'm I'm gonna be splitting carries. I'm not gonna be getting you know 35 touches a game, and maybe he will later in the season. But like, he's part of a, a real tandem down there. Well, another the thing too, like, especially with paying running backs, like he's lining up outside running slants on third and three, and he's picking them up. He's like he's not. They're not just handing him the ball. And obviously, when they do, he's juking eight guys out of their shoes. But he's getting you know massive plays in the passing game. That's why like all those running backs from the off season that are bummed about. About the contracts I don't know if they're too happy that this animal alien has come into the league and kind of not redefined the running back position because he's doing what McCaffrey does but he's creating this other tier where it's like hey guys who can do this and line up outside and catch footballs and also get you know 10 yards a pop those dudes are going to get a whole different running back market. two weeks in yes yeah. this is what we're saying bingo yeah. two weeks in congratulations Bijan you've done good yeah. You've done good to start it. How's our defense down there, AJ, down in Atlanta? Honestly, I think they're getting better. They can fly, yeah, though. Watch them. They yeah. can absolutely fly. Artie Smith wants the identity to be a tough team. That normally means your defense is going to be good and you're going to be able to run the ball. Mm -hmm. That not, is, that not is, fake tough. That is not fake tough. Yeah, not fake tough. I, I like don't want pushing in the back. Yeah. I like that. He feels yeah. like he's like an Ohio guy. At the end of the whistle or anything. Like, there is so there is a thing as fake tough guys. And you see it a lot. Like, oh, yeah. The cheap shots from behind or like the easy little things that try to just get under people's skin. And then all of a sudden, the tough guys just line up next whistle and just drive the guy 30 yards back. And that's why you and Coop ran your faces into each other every single day for how many years? Eight years straight? Nine years. Well, I got to play against John Coon in practice, yes. And neither of you for nine years said to the other, you know what? Maybe today we don't try to get CTE. Take it easy. Uh, we never really had that conversation. Not until we were done playing. Hey, I'm going to disintegrate your teeth today. <laughs> I was just trying to protect myself from John Kuhn's giant skull. That's yeah, but at one doing. point, you guys could have just looked at each other and said, hey, we're the only two doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not every day has to be the Sunday hit. That is why I believe you're so toxic. So maybe we should be thanking okay. yeah. the Kuhn for enough. the entire thing. Speaking of people we should be thanking, ladies and gentlemen, there are some national champions in our presence all of a sudden. Woo. And I don't want to send it too quick, but we should because the boys are all here. Ladies and gentlemen, friends of the program, the Kavanaugh brothers and the Notre Dame lacrosse team. There's the trophy. We got the trophy. Pat, Pat Kavanaugh in the sling there. I do believe you're the one with the microphone. Pat, how are the boys feeling on this glorious Friday in beautiful South Bend, Indiana? They're fired up. It's a great atmosphere. The boys are ready to go. Okay, Pat, uh, tell me this. That trophy, how many times do you guys uh, hang out with that trophy? When's the last time you saw that trophy you won? Um, this is actually the first time I've seen it since we won. I think it's been tucked away in Coach Corrigan's office. So, um, Yeah, we went to Germany right after we won, and I, don't, I think it was smart not to bring that because uh, we might have made some dents in it along the way. So. The boys yeah, have been we left it behind. Hey, first ever national championship for Notre Dame lacrosse, right? This past year, congrats to that. You guys have been celebrating properly, you would say, or are we focused on next year? How do we feel about the team coming back? Yeah, 
Um, yeah, we're motivated again. We want to we wanna bring that uh, trophy back to South Bend, keep it here where it belongs. Um, so, yeah, we got a good team again, and um, we're hoping to keep that trophy here. Hey, what the hell happened to you? What are we wearing the sling for? What are, we, are we okay? When are we back? When season start? Um, the season starts up in mid-February. Um, yeah, I tore my labrum in the final four, but I didn't know about it until a couple of weeks ago. I got the MRI. You Kavanaugh um, boys. Yeah. You Kavanaugh ago. boys are absurd. <laughs> tore your what? Your labrum in the semifinals of the lacrosse thing that we were watching? What was that? Months ago. Oh, yeah. That May. was months ago. And you just found out a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, shoulder was bugging me a little bit uh, all summer, <laughs> but I also had a hamstring injury, so I wasn't too worried about my shoulder. And then... Um, when I got back to campus, I finally got an MRI and we saw that it was a torn labrum. So. I love that. You're a dog, obviously. Yeah. Happy the Kavanaugh's are leading the Notre Dame lacrosse team. Who do you got with you? Isn't the goalie like the best goalie on earth? Is he near you? Is he there? Um, yeah, Liam Entman, best goalie in the country, but he's not here right oh, now. Oh, my Liam! We were excited to hear Liam! Liam, you son of a bitch, what Liam! Hell? Liam! <laughs> I was excited to meet Liam. Greatness was going to be in front of us, but I see the boys. Great comb-overs over there. Okay, I want to let you know the boys look fantastic. Boys are juice. You guys hang out all the time, I assume? Type brotherhood over there? Yeah. Yeah, we got a close-knit team. Um, my opinion, the best culture out of any D1 lacrosse team in the country. So, yeah. Um, we're really tight, really tight. You guys go to the backer, or where do you hang out at? Um, yeah, we've made a, a few trips over to the backer. Um, I hope Coach Horrigan's not watching this one, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, we've made some stops over there. Yeah, I think you have to. Just by looking at you, I mean, I don't want to typecast anything, but I assume you guys have a great time. Anyways, right. uh, speaking of brotherhood, your actual brother, Chris, who I believe had a black eye the last time we saw him because he got cheap-shotted in the face by somebody, is going to attempt to win, I don't know, uh, 50 people. $500 who repost this video, say something nice to somebody, and put the easiest and most efficient way to get paid electronically in the same exact reply to this X post. 50 people, $500, Damn. 25 grand potentially on the line. Chris, all you have to do is shoot uh, eight balls. We'll give okay. you eight balls. Okay. Okay, eight sure. balls, and you have to hit those three targets that are across the crossbar there. We're about, what, 13 yards away, Chris? Is that about right? Yeah. We'll say about 10 or 11. How do you feel about it? Uh, we're feeling good. Pretty confident. Did you practice for this knowing this was coming? Yeah, we put the targets up last night. I spent a few more hours at the locker room just to practice. So I appreciate that. I don't know about NIL. We'll give you 5000 as well if you're able to do this. But 50 people, $500. All we need is the national champion, Chris Cavanaugh, to snipe these three targets in the lacrosse net out of eight shots. Chris, take it away, pal. Good luck. National champion. I've been told this should be easy. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh no. He's got it. Oh, oh bar down ski, but not a target ski. There's one. There's two. If Chris Kavanaugh hits his national champion lacrosse player, 50 people. Congrats to the national champions and to all of the winners. That was fantastic. Way to go, boys. Way to show up, Chris. Shout out, boys. Had to get the nerves out there early. Oh, yeah. yeah slow oh, start. Yeah. Missed it. But he had that Bardonsky. I think it's still a goal. I'm, yeah, I'm a not place. a big lacrosse guy. I didn't know if we were going to be impressed by that or not. I was. Yeah, oh, yeah. a little bit. I'll be honest. I do expect some people online to say, Jesus Christ, the guy's standing right next to the net. How's he, how's he miss three? Just Jesus start. Christ. Yeah, no. I think Jesus Christ is going to say that, too. Like, good Lord, Chris, Could you have my done son. It? Could you have done it? Me? No, no. I'm not national championship. <laughs> I'm not national champion. Touchdown, Jesus!
Boom. Always watching. How long's that been up? Do we know? How long's that? How long's that touchdown, Jesus, been around? since zero zero? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, zero zero. He came out of the cave. Two thousand twenty-three years. Exactly. Obviously. What what an idiot you are. You know if you take. You know if you take your birth year. Yeah, I want to hear this. This is a good one. And then you add your age. Yeah. It'll actually be the current year. Get out. Get out of town. Not always. Just this year. Just this year. Just this year. That's yeah. a neat trick. Do you know that, AJ? Yeah, that went around for a little bit. So when, what year were you born, AJ? 1984. How old are you? Good year. 39. Oh, you do the math. Guess what? <laughs> Checks out. It might check out. 2023. Shots of my wife. Uh, she was <laughs> yep. spreading around the internet. That, that? incredibly obvious math trick uh, mm-hmm. and ruined some people's lives, actually. <laughs> yeah. There were some people that actually wrote to her and told her, I said this to my friend and I got ruined for <laughs> oh, no. an hour. So my wife felt bad about it, but all else is good. Okay, before we get off ESPN, I think we got to talk about the NFL slate real quick. Mm-hmm. Let's bring the graphic up, shall we, please? Because it's some big ones. Whenever you talk about a big-time weekend, you got to talk about not only college football, which we will end with, but the NFL slate. The Titans and the Browns should be a squeaky, low-scoring one. Mm-hmm. The Chargers and the Vikings. Patriots and the Jets, that's Woo! real test for who's who and who's what. The Colts and the Ravens are a battle. I don't think Anthony Richardson's playing, AJ. He's not? He's still a concussion protocol? I don't know. He wasn't out of it yesterday. Ryan Kelly also in concussion protocol. I have no no idea what's happening. The Bears, who have nothing going on, are taking on the reigning, defending, undisputed Super Bowl champions, (laughs) and also the national champions. Steelers Raiders on Sunday night, Tony. We pumped up about it. Two back-to-back primetime games for this Pittsburgh Steelers Yeah, we finally get a chance to see the offense against not one of the top NFL defenses. We'll see if they do better. All right, and let's go to the college slate, shall we, for how beautiful of a weekend we have in the football world. Not only is it Auburn and Texas A&M, Florida State and Clemson, Rutgers, Michigan, sneaky one there, Sam, Colorado, Oregon, UCLA, Utah, Iowa, Penn State, and then you think about what's going on right here in South Bend, Indiana, tomorrow night as Ohio State travels to this beautiful campus to take on Notre Dame. We're in for an incredible weekend of football. We can't thank you enough for letting us be a part of your afternoons, your mornings, or your evenings, wherever the hell you may be watching. We're the dumbest show in the history. And the fact that you allow us to provide a mental vacation Amongst all the other crop going on in the world, we are eternally grateful. For all of our guests that stopped by, including Travis Kelsey, who's probably dating Taylor Swift and everybody else, cheers and have the greatest weekend of your life. All right, we hit it. Way to go, boys. The Ohio State Buckeyes travel out here for a top 10 matchup between the Buckeyes and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, led by Marcus Freeman, who was on the program earlier. I can't make it out. I don't know what that is. I think I hear it. Oh, yeah, it's clear. Yeah, that's fuck Ohio. What? Yeah, that's that's, what it is. Yeah, I'm thinking. Let me see. 
Oh, it's mu- you take your ears out. Much oh, clearer. <laughs> that is what they are saying. Huh. And that's the vibes oh, and the energy because of how big of a game it is, especially for Marcus Freeman, who has built his culture up in a fantastic fashion where national championships are not only hoped for and expected, but should be taking place. If you listen to what Coach Lou Holtz, who was here earlier chatting with Coach Lou Holtz, happened. Audric Estime was here. He looked fantastic. Yep. And joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is a man who's a four-time NFL MVP, a guy whose Achilles has made us all learn a lot more about Achilles. Mm-hmm. Quarterback for the New York Jets, formerly of the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. How about it? Still got the juice, pal. Still got it. Still got it. How's the week been? I assume there's been a lot of rehab and recovery. What have you... Well, hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. Hey, it's Notre Dame's campus, bro. Near Chicago. No ties to you at all. Hell yeah. Look at you, buddy. Okay, you're their landlord, most of them. Bears fans still thing, you know, moved out, but still got the house. We get it. Okay, let's talk about you right now. How's the week? What have you been up to, pal? I'm actually uh, in rehab right now. You can see uh, behind me, I got my machine. Shit. Uh, so I'm uh, just getting after the rehab this week. It's been, uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough. Every single day is tough. Uh, not to be with the guys, uh, even when they check in or hear from coaches, whatever. It's great, but it's also, you know, disappointing not to be out there. But I'm just uh, grinding on the rehab in here and looking forward to getting back out to Jersey at some point. Yeah, they talk about, you know, when you're injured, it's isolating, it's lonely. You don't feel like you're a part of the team anymore because for you, especially with how hands-on you were with the entire New York Jets operation, seemingly from outside looking in and on hard, and then all of a sudden it just stops. Now you're in a room that has no paintings on the wall. You're sitting there all by yourself. What do you have to do? You just kind of got to think about the future while you're getting through this process or where you keep your mind at while you're doing it all? Like the reverse darkness retreat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing around, except for light all the time. Uh, no, you know, I just think it's been great. I've had so many people checking in on me, you know, again, just, uh, you know, countless number text messages and calls and FaceTimes, obviously, because I'm back in uh, California, so you have FaceTime me. But, uh, yeah, FaceTime good to good. And, uh, you know, DMs and everything. It's been great. I got some people that have been staying with me that have been just fantastic. They can hear me. I got my, my chef out here cooking up some incredible meals. So I'm well taken care of, and I usually like to be the one taking care of people. And so this is the time for me to just kind of sit and receive and, and uh you know, and, and try and find some joy in the process. It's tough, though. It's tough. It is, it's, it's, uh, it's not easy, but uh, there's been some uh, progressions with the rehab the last couple of days, so that kind of gets the uh, the hope meter kind of trending upwards a little bit, the, the joy meter t- trending up a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it's good to see you guys. I, I watched uh, – you know, we got the show on here at the rehab center, so I, I saw Ty. Unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe it. He did that. Uh, congrats, bro. That's incredible. The fact that Lou went along with that, I mean, big props to, to Coach Holtz for that. That's incredible. I concur completely. I mean, they're not booing. That's a, that's a Lou yeah. chant. Yeah, it's like and crush- the fact that he knew about it, like he was aware of it. 
Yeah. Incredible. Well, he knew about it, came, did it, was thankful too. Think about that. Like, <laughs> thank you for us. It's like, thank us. Don't be thanked yeah. us. Yeah. 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 Thank you, pal. You know, because like he has his Holtz Heroes Foundation, which has a Twitter account, and they're always the one that responds. Anytime Todd yeah. does anything, they will always like critique what he said, like, minus the swear words, yeah. the sentiment is true. And we're like, all right, are they actually connected to Coach Holtz or not? So through this whole process, we found out they are. He is very well aware of everything <laughs> that has happened, and he's cool with it, Aaron. That's not, that's not normal. A lot of people have egos that get incredibly pissed off, you know? Yeah, like AJ Hawk. I'm yeah. sure he's uh -huh. still steaming about that chant that was just going on. That chant. There's a guy that has a sign that says AJ sits down to pee, Aaron, and I've been talking to him the whole time. I think I'm okay with it. No, he's been talking to him because AJ's been trying to let this guy yeah. know you true. need to take that down. I don't do that. I don't do that. Never done that. Because no. I'm about factual information. That's not factual, but it's okay. Maybe I'll start. A lot of urine talking about you. AJ, yeah. I wonder. I wanted to talk to you. You know, last uh -oh. last time I was on, we we kind of talked about the uh, the dolphin mating frequencies. Yeah. And the healing oh, powers oh, of those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a big they got deal. some traction, I guess. So I've been hearing, yeah, I've been hearing from a lot of different people about some real alternative stuff, and one of them felt like something that was up your alley you used to do. But is it true that there's a lot of healing powers in drinking your own piss every day? Or See, you know it. Yeah, that's what I've been exactly. saying. Thank you. You were there the whole time. Are you going to do this? Well, Aaron, so I, I sat next to Aaron in our team meeting for nine years straight, and that's, I was under the impression he was drinking his own piss every <laughs> single day. That's why I thought you're so good and you have such a quick release. Is that not true? Hold on. Are you doing that now? Are you doing alternative? You're okay. definitely doing it now. With all the hippie stuff you're doing now, you're drinking pee all day. Yeah, <laughs> we saw the ayahuasca boys today before, uh -huh. the, uh, before kickoff there against the Bills. There, there, is there any, is, are you doing any alternative rehab, though? That's a, that's a great question. I think this is actual real question here. Well, I'm not drinking any piss, and the okay. dolphin mating frequency, that was a joke. As well. No! Oh, it, could, it could be real. No. It could be real, though. I mean, we could don't know. Has it. anybody tried it with yeah, an Achilles? Yeah, no, Achilles. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if anybody's tried it. I don't know if it's scientifically proven or not, but or what are you doing? Is it just standard Achilles stuff? Because whenever AJ asked about you thinking about coming back soon, Greeny went crazy, then we learned a lot about Achilles in the surgeries. I guess there's a different style of surgery that is uh, modern technology where it can expedite the healing process because what, is that, do you know anything about this? Do you want to talk about any of this or what's your, is that an accurate statement about the procedure you got on your Achilles? Well, first, I'm about to drop a bombshell here. Whoa. Not everything that you see on TV or read and wherever you get your news is 100% accurate. Wow. Oh. What? Yeah. I know. It's hard to believe. <laughs> what? Now, I will say some of the things that reported about the type of surgery I got was factual. Some of the stuff was not entirely factual. So uh, I did get, uh, you know, Dr. Elitros did my surgery. There's some validity to how they describe the surgery. Um, however, you know, these type of injuries can take uh, a lot, you know, a lot of time. It can be six, eight to 12 months. There's been a few guys who've come back at four and a half. I think Cam Akers came back at like four and a half. Mm. A couple guys mm. at five months. Um, so, you know, I don't want to get caught into a timeline. You know, I just want to get healthy, honestly, uh, mentally and physically, honestly. But uh, but I'm going to do everything I can rehab-wise to uh, to put myself in a position to be ready to play football again at some point. And that's the that's the goal. I mean, there's obviously when this happened, there's a lot of thoughts about like, is that it? Do you just 
you know, cash it in, you're done. I don't, I just don't feel like I am. Uh, so I'm going to put myself in a position to be able to play again. And then uh, see when that is. Okay, well, we're all pumped to hear that. Okay, we are very pumped to hear that we still have Aaron Rodgers, especially with the new mustache that looks yeah. fantastic. Well, look, I saw, I saw Arthur on the show, and he's been, for whatever reason, he's been repping a mustache real hard. And I wanted to say, Arthur, this has been years, bro. <laughs> Welcome. Year. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the big show. Have you ever met him? <laughs> I haven't, no. I think he's... Seems like... Seems like a good dude, though. Yeah, yeah. Feels like we haven't met him personally, but just through our conversations with him, feels like a guy that is probably misunderstood in about 95% of the conversations he's in. But to the 5% people that understand it, it's like, oh, this guy's a genius and hysterical <laughs> if you're listening yeah. to this idiot speak. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. I, I, like think, it. I think it happens with you a little bit every once in a while, which is probably kindred spirits. You just said that you had a good first couple days here at rehab this week. Is there many goals that you guys are setting, I assume? And I assume you're just knocking them all out of the ballpark. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get into a lot of those. Uh, no, come on. Lay them out. Competitive advantage. Competitive, <laughs> advantage you know? competitive advantage over my fellow, uh, you know, rehabbers here. Um, but, no, there's definitely some goals. The first goal was to uh, get out of the cast. Second goal, to get out of the boot, uh, which would coincide with walking. And then walking leads to movement, uh, faster movement, and then ultimately some sort of running at some point. But... Yeah, we're trying to trying to get out of the boot is kind of the next goal. So when I feel uh, the strength to be able to stand up uh, on my own and, and that's involved with walking, then the boot comes off and then it kind of gets exciting. I think because then you feel like you're not just a big you know turd laying around everybody you know taking care of you. So that'll be nice. Yeah, you can enjoy it for a little bit. Then you're going to get antsy, I assume. And I'm excited to see how you handle all those different parts of it. We assume incredibly you're Aaron Rodgers. AJ obviously has a few questions for you. Uh, do you have any timetable on when you may uh, possibly get back to New Jersey and get around the, the guys and the squad? Yeah, I'd like to be able to uh, walk. So whenever I can, uh, I can walk, then I'll probably be back in, uh, in Jersey. I miss the guys. And obviously every single day I'm checking in with Zach and Hackett and Todd and CJ or Billy, whoever hits me up. Uh, and the guys have been great keeping in touch with me. But I miss the guys. It's hard to be away from them. And, um, we got uh, a couple home games in a row, New England this weekend and Kansas City. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to get back there at some point. Uh, but I'd like to be walking. You're going to be on the sideline? When you do go back, do you have a plan? Like, hey, I want to watch on the sideline, headset, booth, whatever it might be? Call plays. Definitely. Yeah, I don't think I can be on the sideline until I can evade, you know, guys running over that mm. might be in my way. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what they would want. I don't know if I'm going to be hanging out with the uh, – Woody and Christopher in the owner's box. Yep. Or, oh, smart play. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Smart play. Eating, you know, eating some, uh, some hot dogs. I don't eat hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you would never <laughs> in a million years. Yeah. Are you still sticking with the diet super? You know, because you could take a couple weeks here probably and, you know, really get disgusting with it if you wanted to eat. Are we sticking? Because you were at the best shape you had been, right? I don't want to speak out of pocket, but the way you looked at Tahoe. <laughs> jocked. Buddy, super jocked. Are we sticking with it? Or are we? Well, oh, I had, yeah, you know, I had AAA with me, so he was keeping me, you know, he's keeping me jocked. Uh, but I got AAAs. He's helping me out, and uh, we're eating super clean still. I don't, I'm not trying to let myself go, you know. Didn't get myself in great shape to sit, you know, become a, you know, slob like AJ has in his later years. <laughs> AJ, they don't like him here. There's a lot of uh, oh, negative man. things being said about AJ Hawk. This is the first time we've gotten public where I've heard that. Yeah. How many, 
How many OHIOs have been have been going on? Zero. Not, not, We're not, not in Ohio. The game's in Notre Dame, Aaron. Yikes. But now this could be one of the biggest baby faces turns I've seen in a long time. He's gonna be shooting. I'll let the people speak. Yeah. Who would I be to step on that? The people wanted to speak. They have spoken. But at the end of this, he's going to be shooting for somebody's tuition. Have you heard about this? He's been doing this each week. I saw you made on the second one last week. I couldn't. What was going on with these lacrosse guys? I couldn't hear what was going on with that. Okay, so they just, uh, Chris Cavanaugh, who's uh, little brother of Pat Cavanaugh, who's little brother of Matt Cavanaugh are the Kavanaugh brothers of the Notre Dame lacrosse team, pretty much. And uh, Chris Kavanaugh hit three targets. He had eight shots at it. And 50 people won $500 or something like that because he did oh, it. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh. He missed the first three, though. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, oh, oh, this guy what, sucks. What is, uh, what's AJ shooting for? A scholarship? Yeah, scholarship for only one person, though. These yeah. Notre Dame prices are insane. We do, we've done four <laughs> everywhere else, only one here. We got one shot. AJ's going to make it, though, right? Yep. For the people. It's going in. He for made the... it in two, though, right? How many shots does he get? Are we giving like, well, just one know, today, ten right? shots just to make one or what? Yeah, you come take the shot if you want from an elevated position. Oh, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to make it, but I'm going to get one chance today. I'll There's been it. four. He's been shooting four opportunities each yeah. time. And he made And he gets one, one shot? Yeah. It's no, tough. Chief. He hey. won't make it just on principle because they've been chanting. Uh, let's go, Brandon, or whatever they've been saying. <laughs> well, not yet. Not yet. That's not what they, that has not been the champ. Uh, hopefully soon. There's a chance. Shane Gillis is coming. So, yeah. right. <laughs> he's, I mean, that's going to be a whole. He's picking, he's picking the whole entire NFL slate with us. I'm sure that's going to be great. Tone has a question for you, old Aaron. Yeah, Aaron, how Hi, was. Tone. Hey, buddy. I like how, the beard, Tone. You're looking good, buddy. Thank you. I you like know what? I appreciate that, that coming from you. Your opinion means a lot to me. Um, how how was the first Sunday of NFL? Did you watch? Could you watch? Like, what were your emotions on the first Sunday? Oh, I definitely watched. I mean, I need to do something. Just laying around, you know, you get you kind of bored. There's only so many uh, times you could run back through the uh, the book club books. Um, of course, so definitely uh, definitely watched uh, a lot of football last weekend. Um, I enjoy the Red Zone Channel. I'm not gonna lie, I enjoy watching the Red Zone Channel. So. Uh, watched that uh, in the morning, and then just watched the Jets game on the uh, on PBS uh, in the afternoon. So it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it's really tough. I mean, I you know you're sitting there, knowing you should be out there, and and uh, disappointed about the whole thing. But but cheering on my guys, loving them, and uh, and hoping we bounce back this week. What did you see from Micah in that down? I mean, Trevon Diggs just tore his ACL and no non-contact on yesterday's practice or something for the Dallas Cowboys, which is a huge, you know, huge loss for them. I'll let you speak on it more. But watching that Dallas Cowboys defense, what were you thinking from your perspective for your guy, Zach, trying to figure it out? Well, there's a couple guys in the league that the whole game plan has to revolve around them. Um, Aaron Donald, for sure. Micah Parsons, for sure. And then maybe one or two other guys. But you just you always want to have the slide going to them or a back checking on him or something, just because he's so dynamic. doesn't matter who's, he's, who he's going against. He is an elite, elite player. Um, however, what these good coordinators have done in, in, uh, in L.A. and Dan Quinn in Dallas is they find ways to single him up, whether they put him at three technique and have a, a jam front or whether they put him over the center like they do sometimes. Um, you know, last year he was playing a little bit more off the ball at times, and I felt like that was almost easier for us uh, to get the slide on him and be able to have four hands possibly 
on him. Uh, this year, he seems to be playing on the line of scrimmage the entire time and then moving around. He has the right side, left side, three technique, over the center. Um, so he's just such a dynamic guy in a short space. You know, he can make a guy miss. Like, we ran duo, and uh, we got an awesome right guard, and he just, like, in the hole at three tech, made him miss and made the tackle on the backfield. And um, Yeah, he's a special, special player. Uh, we were fortunate last year when we played him. Uh, you know, the entire plan was stopping him, and we, and we, we frustrated him a little bit. Um, I'm sure the entire plan was stopping him again last week, and uh, he, you know, he had... He, he made a couple of plays. Uh, well, made a lot of plays. I mean, he made yeah. Yeah, looped around for a back on a first down. He made a fumble, fumble recovery. I mean, he's, uh, yeah, he's a different type of player. Yeah, he's phenomenal. And his crawl, he's going like 20 yards in like 1.3 seconds on all fours. He, and then he told us, I don't know if you saw him talk to us, he said, I'm growling at people in the locker room. I want to let them know that this is real. Like he is... You know how Jim Carrey turned into Andy Kaufman? Yes. Yep. You know what I mean? How that happened? Feels like Micah has turned into an actual lion. You know, like that is how he acts. And when he was talking to us, his eyes were getting like this. It was interesting. It was very interesting. But that's like the mindset he is using to take himself to the next level. It's happening. I think it's, ha I think it's working, Aaron. I think it's working. Well, I think he's already been there. He's just, you know, the more, the more air time that they get and the better they play, the more spot. I mean, he plays Dallas still, but... but Everybody knows who he is now. He's, he doesn't creep up on anybody. And he, like I said, the entire plan, doesn't matter who they're playing. I don't know who they got this week, but I guarantee you the plan is find 11, even get four hands on them, and not let them get off. But they got other really talented guys on the defensive line. They got a couple great backers. They have, you know, until, until unfortunately, Diggs got hurt. You know, you got Gilmore and Diggs. You got two solid safeties. So good football team. Are you studying each week as if you're playing? I'm not. Honestly, I'm not. Not yet. When I get back there, I will. I mean, obviously, you're gonna get bored, don't you think? You're gonna get bored. Don't you think you're gonna get bored? Uh, yeah, eventually, probably. Because I think that's like one of those things, routine, right? You're, I don't know how much of a routine human you are, or buy into what everybody else does, but like watching the film for the game, I feel like when guys retire, it's like that's a part of the thing that they miss most often. I'll, I'll be interested to see how you. I'm kinda... not gonna. I'm not gonna miss that part when I retire. <laughs> I'm not going to be sitting back watching, hey, can you get the all 22 for me? Uh, up? I don't think I'm going to be doing that. But, but no, listen, I, I know uh, obviously a lot of these coordinators and teams over the years and played against Bill a few times. And um, I've, you know, talked to the staff and, and some of the guys about some of the things that I think that they'd be trying to do against us. But in the end, I'm not playing on the field. And, and my day is literally rehab from the minute I get up until the minute I go to three. It's about the um, – you know, there's different modalities I'm using and machines and there's ice and there's heat and there's fun things. So. Modalities. Uh -huh. Yeah, they So many good Constantly. modalities, dude. So many Constantly modalities. doing things. So I'm not, uh, not bored just yet. Okay, well, we keep hoping that you'll be back by the end of the season because that would be epic there. I appreciate the fact that you say, you know, Cam Akers got back in about three and a half. I like that there's a goal and that you're fully committed to it. We're excited to watch it. Ty has a question for you. Aaron, obviously, you know, with so much shit on your plate right now, and, you know, you, you may watch the Jets or you are watching the Jets, but when you see what Jordan Love's doing with the Packers just early here, do, does that give you, like, a sense of pride or accomplishment when you know a guy that was behind you and learned a lot from you has kind of taken that ball and, and played a lot better than a lot of people maybe thought he could? Well, first of all, I think you get to just 
not listen to any of those expectations outside the facility or outside your own mind. And I think he does a good job at that. He's always had a good head on his shoulders. Uh, he put in a lot of great work last year that I think set him up to be confident. You know, I think that's what I saw in the preseason was he just looked very confident. You know, he's throwing the ball well. He was, he was uh, really the synchronicity between his drops and the route concepts looked really, really sharp. And as you know, I mean, like my game over the years has been taking care of the football. And ball security is job security. So for him so far to not throw a pick in two games is really, really important. He's been efficient. Um, I didn't see the Falcons game, but I did get to see uh, a decent part of the Bears game. I thought he played excellent, and I was really happy for him. Um, you know, Green Bay quarterbacks have uh, long made, uh, made the fans of Chicago's night, uh, days and nights uh, pretty miserable, and I'm happy to see him uh, – picking up where I left off um, but yeah they got uh, you know they got it's an important stretch for them they're a young team they've had like last week he had uh, Christian and Aaron Jones were both out and Dave was out and I think Elton got hurt so um, for him to still you know be taking care of the football like that at bare minimum they're going to be in the football game and that's kind of what we said the grocery's on the field who's hurt if we take care of the football at quarterback we're always going to be in the game and you know unfortunately they lost in the end uh, last week but He's got off to a nice start, and the more he plays, I think the more he's going to shut people up, and um, I'm happy for him. He's a great kid. Yeah, we love watching him here because the situation that happened, obviously, is not his fault, and it seems like he's just handled it well. You've enjoyed the way he's handled it. Did you send him a text after the game or, like, Zach Wilson after the game or any guys around the league now that you're just kind of laid up watching everybody else play? Oh, of course. I'm texting, like, my retired friend during games. I'm, I'm, I'm texting – uh, texting the guys. I did send Jay a text uh, right after the Bears. Or, uh, when they had pulled away, I sent him a message because I wanted him to see it when he got back to his phone. Just uh, congratulations on keeping the uh, the ownership in place. And, um, <laughs> that was pretty awesome for him. And I talk to Zach all the time. I love Zach. That's my guy. And we talk, uh, you know, every single day and uh, pulling for him and just wanting him to go out and, and play uh, free and confident this week. Um uh, you know, it's, uh, it's Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Jets haven't beaten them in a while, so good time to end the streak. Okay, so that's not a bad motivational speech there for Zach. Whenever we saw him at Hard Knocks, I thought I saw a different Zach than what I had seen in the past. Now, I didn't see a lot of them other than just on the football field, but behind the scenes with you, it looks like maybe, and as a kid, shirtless over the shoulders here. Got a shirtless kid here. Nice. Got a shirtless, shirtless boy. There's a shirtless white boy, Catholic boy, on the library lawn in front of Touchdown Jesus Christ. Right now, it's happening on the Pat Max show. Can you get the shirtless white boy off the library lawn in front of Touchdown Jesus Christ? Give him a little time. Give him a little time. Touchdown Jesus, we right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Touchdown Jesus. Boom. That's that, not the shirtless that kid. That kid is Touchdown Jesus. No, above the guy in the yellow shirt's Touchdown. There, oh, that's oh, Touchdown okay. Jesus. Okay. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> These live shows have been so stupid, Aaron. It's so hard. So hard because it's hard not to just go, boy, this crowd in Notre Dame is the greatest crowd. Raven. Boom. It's hard not to do that every five minutes. You know what I mean? It's hard not to. We got to talk about stuff. Right? Are, there, are there any inappropriate signs that you maybe can't show, but 
But you can sidebar text me about later? No, none of those. those not really. There's I mean, there's been some very terrible things. That, I mean, there's a good one. There's one good one with uh, checks next to the boxes. Oh, yeah, yeah. there's one back there. Somebody Love made a, These boys made a wooden sign. If you could zoom in towards the wooden sign there, then you'll see one that was made in your honor, I think. Yeah. I think you'll be able to see. If we could uh, if we get a camera. Yeah, that one right there on the left. I don't know if you... Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! I believe that one's for Eric. I do believe that one's for you, Pastor. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to you guys. That's a great one. That is a great one. Well done. Well done. <laughs> hey, uh, he just said, I love you, Aaron. I think a lot of people do, but I appreciate the fact that now you're just like us, like in the middle of a game, sending texts like, pull, you just made a. <laughs> What a throw. And then you forget that they can't get to their phone. I don't know if you've experienced that yet, but it's like, man, no response. Like, What's going <laughs> what on? the hell is going on? Oh, we got another drive. All right, we're still in the middle of the game. It's a fun thing. I think you will find some enjoyment out of it. Speaking of enjoyment, wait till you see how this dude looks. Connor has a question for you. Hey, Aaron, great to see you. Um, pretty bummed, you know, that you're saying you're getting bored. If you do, Yeah, you can hear these marks booing. What idiots. They told me to cut the mullet earlier. I mean, talk about doofuses without their finger on the pulse, but... You know, you, you talked about get, get a haircut, see? Might as well ha all have signs that say I'm a fucking mark, but that's just what I would probably give them to. But, hey, that's neither here nor there. Uh, you mentioned getting bored. A couple, you know, ideas for you. Uh, if you have time to turn off Fox News, because I know you love it, maybe grab a PS5 or a new Xbox. You can play some video games, watch a movie. But... With that being said, uh, there was a video, and I'm not sure if you saw it, it was of Tom Brady, and he kind of talked about the competitiveness of it, and I, I don't know if we have it or not, but he kind of talked about how in this new era, there was you know, a lot of friendships, kind of a lot of handshaking. Do we have the video? We have the video. Okay, yeah, I should probably run it for him. I didn't have any friends on the other teams. I didn't, you know, and I think it's a little different day and age. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I Even ex-teammates that left? Well, yeah, to a degree, but okay. I mean, I was... My friends were the guys that were in the battle with me. So Sick. it's very different in today's age. You've got to create a lot of different emotion to, to, to heighten your sense of awareness and focus. Like for me, anger was good. Anger was good because it was motivating. The more I could create an enemy, the more I wanted to go out and kill those guys. Now, I knew I wasn't going to kill them physically. But man, if I could just... What did they say? You know, and... What did they look like? Did they disrespect me at all? You know, and did that asshole say something? Like, those are little, little, little things that can get me right in the emotional frame of mind that when I ran on the field and I said, let's f***ing go. And you talked about a little too and to that video about how right after the Achilles, people are saying you're done. There's no way they can come back. It's back again. Once again, these, these people are just... There's absolute fools. Sometimes you just got to you know, let, let it eat a little. They have no idea. They're so bad at football. But with that being said, Aaron, you watched the video. Um, what do you kind of think from that? Do you, do you relate to that at all? Do you think that is, you know, maybe a little too much? Because I know, you know, you mentioned, like I said, after the Achilles, you know, keep stacking these up against me. We'll see. We'll, we'll add those chips. So what do you think? I kind of, I kind of blacked out. I wasn't really listening. I was... Focus on my rehab while that video is going on. Oh, what? It could have been motivating. Smart. Yeah, it could have been motivating. No, uh, first of all, let me just 
Let me just attack some of the rumors you're creating already. Number one, I don't watch Fox News. What? <laughs> oh, well, that was like 10 minutes ago. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Number two, I don't play video games. Okay. Think about Get it. Get that out of the way. No disrespect, it's preference, not judgment. Chill out. Don't worry, they'll boo anything. I mean, it's yeah. good. It's a good thing. Uh, listen, uh, to Tom is talking about motivation, right? Inspiration, really. So actual slights, perceived slights, or made-up slights, right? Those can always be used as inspiration. Actual slights, somebody actually shit-talking, right? So that's up to you. Perceived slights... Maybe they were gaslighting. Maybe there was an undertone to it, read between the lines. And then made-up slights, which are fun, too. You just <laughs> make something up to motivate it to give yourself a little extra inspiration. Yeah, all that stuff, all that stuff counts for something, for sure. Um, it's, all, it's all part of the competitive uh, spirit and being, a, and being a great competitor is finding ways to motivate yourself. It's like Michael Jordan used to do the same thing all the time, too. He would make up a slight. Somebody said some shit about him that wasn't actually true, and... Then he went out and dropped 50, and the guy's like, well, I didn't even say anything. What are you talking about? You know? So, uh, I love it. Yeah, you you're, uh, you love hearing, though, people, right? I mean, you actually said, give me your doubters. Give me, give me your timetables. Give me this. I think you operate in a different way, though. You're, like, super, I don't want to say you're a hip. You are. You're, like, a hippie, though, I think a deep thinker. But you still enjoy those types of spiteful things. How do you balance that? Well, first of all, when I said that, I hadn't seen anything. Like, I haven't, I've been on, uh, you know, I haven't really been on social media other than check uh, and try and return some messages uh, on Instagram. But uh, but I'm, I was assuming that there was people that thinking that maybe I was done or I was never going to come back from this or whatever they might say. And, and um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm welcoming all of the doubts, all of the uh, schedules that people have, all of the predictions, any of those things in a negative way to give me that 1% extra inspiration. Cause I think Tom would say this, Michael Jordan would say this, a lot of great competitors and I'm putting myself in their category and not and just name only and competitive spirit only, but great competitors don't need a lot of inspiration. The motivation comes from within. Uh, I was just watching back Kobe Bryant's muse. If you've seen that when he came back from his, uh, his Achilles and it was a great just expose of, a, of, the competitor that he is, you know, like he's these workouts. He's famous for the never being satisfied, always trying to get better, always working on little things. There's a lot to it. What are they cheering about now? I believe Shane Gillis just showed up. I believe if, <laughs> if, if what I heard was accurate, but you were given like that was what you just talked about. I think a lot of people are going to bring up because you watching Kobe's thing, right? With Kobe's doctor with an Achilles at a later stage. I mean, it's like. That's a beautiful thing to think about. You have an, I don't want to say a blueprint, but somebody to kind of lead behind that is known for their work ethic, which I think you would like to be known for as well, even though it doesn't get talked about it much because you are a hippie. Somebody who's at the top of their sport, which you are and have been and earned that. So whenever you say, I'm going to put my name in here, but only because you've earned it. Okay, four-time MVP, first ballot Hall of Famer. I think that's a beautiful little combination, which means the return story is going to be even sweeter. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about the moment if you jogging back out of MetLife Stadium again next season after healing the Achilles and coming back at the age of 40. Have you thought about that moment? Have you visualized it? Of course. I think a visualization is an important part of, of the manifestation process because at the core of manifestation is a belief. And you have to have that belief that's going to happen again in order for that idea, that thought, 
to be able to turn into reality. So definitely. Now, I would adjust the sentence that you just said, and, you know, because I don't believe in uh, using those words uh, arranged a specific way, spelled a certain way to uh, of course. to put out there that these the uh, timelines or images or thought processes that don't necessarily align with the, what I actually want. So um, I'm when I visualize it, I'm just visualizing being back on the field. Not a specific timeline, not a year, not this year, not next year. It's being able to run out of a tunnel back onto the field oh. to do exactly what I love. Oh. And that, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be carrying a flag this next time, but that was, <laughs> yeah. special, that was a special moment. And the guy right behind you that got on the TV shot, they released that shot. Buddy, put that one in the house on replay. You know what I mean? And then you and Sauce having the sweetest celebration right there at the 50. It's a beautiful thing. We can't wait to see it again. I'm going to ask you to make one pick here, okay? Ohio State, Notre Dame tomorrow, right here in South Bend, Indiana. Aaron Rodgers, who wins and what's the score? Listen, I'm, I am a hippie and I believe in energy and I can't think of any greater energetic combination that's going to continue to grow and be like a snowball accumulating snow as it comes down the mountain and slams right into the Ohio State football team. And that ball, that snowball of energy is Lou and Lou. Yes, you're right. Two Lou Holtzes. I think Notre Dame is going to win 35-20. Wow! Two-score win for Notre Dame, says our guest. Ladies and gentlemen. Three touchdowns, three touchdowns for Marvin Harrison Jr., though. <laughs> oh, okay, missed the extra point. Sweet. I'm happy to hear you projecting that. Very appreciative of you doing that for a kicker, okay? Uh, no, 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 they went for two. They went for two. Of course, because they had to catch up. Yeah, Sam, yeah, okay, got it. That's smart. We need as many points as possible. We appreciate you. Good luck with rehab. Hope to see you back soon, ladies and gentlemen. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, yes. Thank you to Aaron for joining us, by the way, from his rehab. And uh, the crowd's saying it. It's time for us to make our full NFL slate picks, and we're not doing it alone this week. No, no, we are joined by a man who has a special on Netflix called Beautiful Dogs. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Shane Gillis. Hey, hey. What's up? Thank you. Here we go. What's up, Thank dude? you for coming, dude. No, thank you. Honestly, we wa I watched your special with my wife the other day, and uh, Connor said, have you seen Shane's? Oh, yeah. Have you seen Shane's? Hey, you crushed it, bro. You're on top of the world right now. Unreal. You should be incredibly proud of yourself. Thank you very much, man. Hell yeah. That's now, what's, really nice. What's the ties to Notre Dame? What's the ties uh, to Notre Dame? My whole, you know, my, my grandpa played for him, my cousin played for him, and yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of times. Yeah. Hey, I heard you uh, you were a tackle. I heard you used to move bodies back in the day. Oh, yeah, a little bit. I played for about three weeks at Army, and I quit. <laughs> and, uh, played uh, one season at Elon University. Not a big deal. Uh, also cried and quit there. <laughs> College football sucks. Yeah, it is tough. It is very tough. Not for me, obviously, for your yeah, position. Yeah, yeah. Much worse. How about this maniac sitting right next to you, Shane? Do you know anything of AJ? Yeah, I know about him. 
Hey, he's a big fan of yours. Did you get in a oh, fight really? with my? You get in a fight with my brother-in-law, Brady Quinn, in yeah, Ireland? Yeah, 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 yeah. We got. A, Did you he was win? on my side. Did you win? Uh, it didn't come to blows, but what happened? He would have. Just some Irish a drunk Irish guy attacked us. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm allowed to. Conor McGregor talk about. type character. I heard. No, hold on. So yeah. you're out there for the Notre Dame game week one? Yeah, went out to Dublin. Yeah. Okay, you look sick. By the way, look like you had a great time. Yeah. You look like you guys had a blast. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, "I think Brady and Shane Gillis got into a fight." I'm like, "I fight each other?" So well, no, I, no, no. Or Brady, like some guy was going at Brady, and then you probably backed him up and knocked the dude out. I that's what you. That's what left yeah, tackle yeah, from yeah, Elon. Yeah. Yeah. Brady told me you came out of nowhere. No, Brady. Brady was ready to go. I was like, I was just, I was being a sissy. I was like, come on, guys, we don't have to fight. I turned around, my dad was trying to fight. <laughs> He's like 65. I was like, what are you going to do? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you joining us. We make picks every single week. Uh, I gave you the graphic ahead of time, right? I think yeah. you're prepared, ready? I'm not that prepared. Yeah, me either. Sorry, me either. This is a lacrosse jersey, by the way. Interesting jersey you lacrosse people wear. What do you mean? I've been seeing it. Yeah. The, it's kind of a weird. It's a weird cut. Don't it's have, a weird shirt. Don't have pads, really, on the bicep, tricep, yeah. so it just kind of hangs. You big lacrosse guy? Big blacks guy? Uh, yeah, 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 Notre Dame's good. I like that. <laughs> so I get to see some wins there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You come to a lot of games? I do, yeah. I come out a couple times a year. What are you expecting for tomorrow? Like, it, it, you, honestly, these people have been out here wild all morning. It's been awesome. As soon as we said your name, big pop, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. they love you. But everybody we've talked to said it feels different about this Notre Dame team than maybe years past. Is that accurate from your side of the book? Yeah, it feels good. I'm not, I'm not a sports guy. Like, no, I, can't, you, I don't know how to do this without you, swearing. Yeah, no, you can swear. You can swear. No, no. You can swear. No, I think. Uh, you can swear. Swear? Yeah, you yeah. can swear. Yes. Yeah, you can swear. Fuck. Yeah. He did it. He did it. No, nah, Notre, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's winning tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, you can feel it, dude. I agree. I agree. <laughs> you can feel it. Dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. they analyze. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing a great job. That's probably another reason there why. You go. That's the energy you can feel. Yeah. They've said that a hundred times. This guy's like the president of Ohio. He's just had to eat this the whole time. Inside, he's fucking boiling. The head coach yes. of Notre Dame is the president of Ohio, Marcus Freeman. Yeah. He's an Ohio Ooh. State product. Yeah, he is. You're welcome. I have a lot of respect for what Notre Dame does. They're not going to win tomorrow, but I have a lot of respect for what they do. I do. (laughs) Jeez. Wow. Hey, you got a show tonight? I do have a show tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In South Bend, yeah. So you just, do you do it on purpose? At the backer? Morris Hall, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you do it on purpose, like for big time weekends? Yeah, yeah. Smart. The Dublin shows did this one, yeah. Last year I did Columbus for this game. That was a tough one. Yeah, you're in there. Yeah, at the Safe Light Field. Isn't that embarrassing? Your guys' field is sponsored by Window oh, Shields. Oh, the field is now, yeah. <laughs> not Safe Light Field. Yeah, that's another first town. Safe Light Field presents. Not the whole stadium, but yeah, the field yeah. is definitely named. Yeah, you know, you gotta gotta get the money. How many years have you just been you selling bring those out? recruits in? How many years have you just been selling out everywhere? Uh, no, that just started the last like two years. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right, let's do the NFL slate here as we go through it. Uh, last night, the San Francisco 49ers beat the shit out of the New York Giants. They look bad and uninspired. We move to Sunday. Titans and Browns, three and a half point spread. Browns favored at home. Shane, how do you feel about that one? Who do you like? <laughs> I love it. I love uh, I, I'm feeling, I like uh, I like the Browns in this There one. we go. Hey, that's a good yeah. pick. 
AJ, what are your thoughts, Bob? Uh, you know what? I have a hard time going against Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans. Give me Titans plus three and a half. Woo. All right. I'll ride with AJ as well. And it doesn't mean it's just because it's Ohio State stuff, but I like Derrick Henry. And I like the fact that DeAndre Hopkins mm. is going to school still, virtually. That's mm-hmm. right. From the Tennessee Titans locker room. How about it, Shane? Trying to get his degree from Clemson. That's good. I don't think so. You got $100 million. (laughs) Who gives a fuck? I appreciate that he's in there. You know what I mean? I appreciate that he's in there. Let's go to the Chargers and the Vikings. One and a half point favorites at home. Minnesota. A.J. Hawk, who do you like? I got to take the Chargers here. I'm not exactly sure what they are or who they are, but I don't think the Vikings are sure what they're going to be either. So Chargers plus one and a half. Shane, I don't know if you see in the corner shot there, that man that's peeking over your shoulder is Joe DiNardo. He's a weatherman from Pittsburgh who is dead, but certainly he's felt every single weekend. Miss you, Joe. Joe's got your your back. Uh, That's good. Who do you like there, Shane? Vikings at home or Chargers on the road? I I like the Chargers as well. Mm. Okay. I'm going with the Chargers. All right. All right, I'll take the Chargers as well. Clean sweep for the boys. Hey, clean sweep for go. the boys. Shout out, Bosa. Hey, yeah. Cleo Mack. Justin Herbert. Wide. Derwin James. Wide. J.C. Jackson. Wide. Michael Kendricks. Wide. John Slater. Wide. Ryan Johnson. Wide. Joshua Kelly. Wide. Keenan Allen. All right, we got to the whole roster. Right, we get it. We get it. That was really good. Williams. All right. Anyways, Patriots favored by two and a half on the road against the New York Jets. No Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson just got the shit beat out of him by the Dallas Cowboys defense. Who do you like here in the AFC East? I'll go first. Give me the New England Patriots on the road against the New York Jets. AJ, who do you like? Give me the New England Patriots minus wow. two and a half on the road. I think their defense is going to give Zach Wilson some uh, some issues. Shane, clean sweep two times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Patriots. Yep. That's a weather game. There's, is a tro- it? there's a tropical storm coming up for Atwell. So we like Bill. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, but no offense, Salah. I think you're going to do great. Houston Texans taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Two pools in the stadium for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Eight and a half point favorites against C.J. Stroud and them. A.J. Hawk, what do you like? I hate these big uh, you know, spreads that are at, you know, more than five or six points, but I'll take the Texans at plus eight oh. and a half here. I think they're all right. Oh. I don't know. If, I'm not saying they're going to win. I like what the Jags do, but I think Texans could keep it close. Hawk. Shane? I, I, I love those Jaguars. Yeah. 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 Jungle cat? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I'll take the Jags minus eight and a half as well after the coach just won, what, 35 to 10? Yes. Mm-hmm. With Gardner Minshew, who might be a dog still. Yeah. I mean, that's just something to figure out. Buffalo Bills favored by six and a half going in to take on Sam Howe, Ron Rivera. Vera in the Commanders. New ownership, same. Hey, they haven't fixed the poop pipes yet. They have, no, not. They, have. they have not fixed the poop pipes yet. So if you go to the game this weekend, you're from Buffalo Beals Mafia, know that walking through that stadium, shit can actually come <laughs> from the sky yep. on your face. That's why they're doing the renovations. Give me the Buffalo Beals, six and a half point favorites on the road. Shane, who do you like? I'm going Bills. Gabe Davis. Hell touchdown. Yeah. Gabe Davis touchdown. Oh, that's an extra bet. Yeah. Okay, that's an extra bet. We like that. Anytime touchdown score. Yeah. Gabe Davis. Go ahead, AJ. Yeah, I got to go Buffalo Beals minus six and a half. I think Washington, this is the week that they, uh, you know, take a little step back. Whoa. Ron Rivera is going to shove this in all their faces that we Maybe. did this. Let's go He's Colts. Yeah, true. Probably not until next week. Colts, Ravens. Ravens favored by eight and a half. I'll go first. Gardner Minshew and the Colts are going into Baltimore and definitely covering. Okay, let's not get crazy. Okay. AJ, what are your thoughts? I'm going to have to agree with you. I was not going to originally, but then the Gardner, uh, the Minshew mania got me. So I don't know if they'll win, but I'll take the Colts plus eight and a half. Shane? I'm going Colts. Quentin Nelson all day. Hell yeah. 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 What was he? Number six overall pick, I think. Yeah. yeah. We, that was Chris Ballard's first draft pick. Yep. Oh, Quentin yeah. Nelson. He's a psycho. He's Is unbelievable. He? Yeah, he's great. 
So big. Yeah. Fridge. So big. From New Jersey, too. You yep, know, you dog. Philly. I mean, Where you are you went, from? You're from Philly? Uh, originally, I'm from Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. But Where's yeah, that Harrisburg, middle of the state. Okay, yeah, we're from yeah. Pittsburgh, yes. so oh, okay. we don't know much over there. We're just the hicks from the left side. Yeah, once you get to State College, not, not it a lot It all kind of disappears there. over there. Elon, where's that? Is that in Philly? No, Elon's in North Carolina. They recruited you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you were a dog. Yeah, yeah. No, I talk about crying and quitting. <laughs> they recruited you, though. They yeah, recruited but then you. I got there, and then I cried in front of everybody. <laughs> Why'd you Sorry. cry? Because it was happened? hard, dude. Oh. Shut up. That's all right. We're it's not okay all to cry. jacked freaks, dude. It's okay to cry. <laughs> all right, let's go back to the slate here. Uh, Falcons-Lions. Lions favored by three at home. Coach Artie Smith was just on the program for a very dry five minutes down there in Atlanta. He loves Bijan. He likes that they have a tough team. I know the Lions are also a tough team. I think this is a super close one. I'll take the Falcons plus three on the road in Detroit. A.J. Hawk, who do you like? I think this could be close, but give me the Lions minus three. I think they win by a touchdown. Shane? I'm going Lions in the under, dude. Get the under on that. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, like good defense coming, he says. I like, these are two bets. Yeah. Give him two bets yeah. per yeah. shame. What if he just bats a thousand? Yeah. What if you said, I'm not a sports analyst, and then you're like the greatest, <laughs> like the greatest sports gambler of all time. Saints and the Packers. Packers favored by one and a half at home. Ty, owner of Packers, how do you feel? Uh, pretty good. Should have the full complement of guys back as of right now. Okay. So Aaron Jones should be a go. Christian Watson should be a go. We'll see about Bakhtiari on Saturday, how he feels. But hopefully uh, everyone is a go. What's the lean there for Bach, AJ? That's a friend of yours. I have no idea. I saw him talking to the media earlier this week, kind of schooling him up, wasn't he? I don't know. Talking about journalism. He sure, was in kind of kind of holding court. But Tone. I have no, no need for the slight. Tone, no need for the Jeez. slight race. Green Bay minus one and a half at home for me. Okay, that's the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers <laughs> picking that pick. Shane, who do you like? I'll go with the Packers as well. Hell yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh. Good pick. Jordan Love legit is playing very well. Yeah, he's good. Saints are too. Yep. <laughs> you shut up. You shut up. I'll take the uh, – all right, give me the Packers. Give me the Packers minus one and a half at home. Broncos, Dolphins. Dolphins buzzsaw. Broncos stumbling. Sean Payton and Russell are going to have to figure it out quick. I think people are going to get antsy over there. Six and a half point favorites in Miami. Shane, how do you feel? I like Miami there. They're good. Do you watch them at all? They're fucking great. Yeah, they're Shane. fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. Like the greatest show on turf or whatever, again, like St. Louis mm-hmm. was. AJ, your thoughts? I mean, Van Ginkle coming off the edge again. Yeah. I look for him to have another big week. Give me <laughs> Dolphins minus six and a half. I don't want to be this guy, but we're doing a lot of this. I'll take the Dolphins as well. I hate that it seems all too obvious, but yeah. we're, it was obvious last night. Bingo. And yeah. we got it right. Panthers, Seahawks, six and a half point favorites in Seattle. Obviously an absurd place. Bryce Young experiencing the loudest stadium here early uh-huh. in his NFL career. He's, he's out. The Red Rocket is thrust yeah. into the lineup. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. So we're all taking the Seahawks? Yeah. Nope. I'll take the Red Rocket. Give me oh, the Red Rocket. Oh. I'll take it. Not in that way, but yes, for the Carolina no, it Panthers. Like, no, it sounds dogs. like you'll take the Red Rocket yeah. from the beautiful uh-huh. dogs. Yeah, yeah Panthers beautiful plus dogs. Six. Beautiful dogs. Is he actually, I know it's Red Rocket because of his hair, but that's funny. His nickname's a dog's boner. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we love it, too. Well, some I don't know if he loves it. Some people said it was a rifle, but uh, <laughs> Rocket is what we... No, that's, I thought saying dog's boner was funny. <laughs> it was. I thought that was going to get a big pop. <laughs> I look back, nothing. No. Yeah, but I think we talked over it. It's on us. It's yeah. not, it's not on right. you. It's on us. So you want the Red Rocket? No, I think the dog boner's losing, dude. I'm going <laughs> Seattle. Big pop, big pop. Second time. I'll take the Seahawks as well. Uh, Bears, who Ooh. have nothing going on up there, seemingly positive. 12 and a half point dogs to Kansas City. AJ Hawk, how do you think this turns out? 12 and a half points seems like a lot in an NFL football game, but I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs minus 12. And a half. Shane? 
Uh, bears. Cole Komet. Cole Komet and the Bears. <laughs> okay. They just had $100,000 worth of equipment apparently stolen last night, too, just yeah. to top, throw it on top of They're stuff. on top of everything right Things now. are just getting better and better for yeah. the Chicago yep. Bears. Nice. I assume they're going to get blown out. Give me the Chiefs. Uh, Cowboys, Cardinals, another 12.5-point spread. Cardinals have Joshua Dobbs starting for him and playing pretty good. He got on the team like two days before opening week. They cut Colt McCoy. We think they're tanking. They show up. 12.5 points is going to be enough at home, AJ, or need more? 12 and a half is a lot, even though Diggs is hurt for the Cowboys in the secondary. I'll take uh, Dallas minus 12 and a half. Shane. I mean, go birds, but uh, Zach Martin, go Cowboys on this one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Nice. I'll, I'll take the Cowboys as well. It's going to be tough for me to ever take the Cardinals in anything, yep. even though I think they are much better than we all could have expected. Sunday night football, Pittsburgh Steelers, Las Vegas Raiders. Two and a half point favorites in Vegas, which will be a Pittsburgh stadium, we shall all assume. Tone, everybody playing for Pittsburgh? How do we feel? Yeah, everyone except for uh, Deontay and Cam, who they have already had their injuries. Um, I'm excited to see what the offense does. And uh, if it doesn't do well, maybe there will be a new coordinator on Monday. I don't know. That never happens in Pittsburgh. Oh, nope. No. Leave Canada and Vegas. Can wish. That would be an awesome time. Yeah, Great would. story. Uh, we'll start with you, Shane. Two and a half points in Vegas for Vegas. I'll go Steelers. Hell yeah. Plus two and a half. Wow. I like yeah. that. AJ, your thoughts? I'm going to go Steelers. They'll find a way. TJ Watt gets another three or four sacks. You know, the Raiders got some shit going on, too. Chandler, yeah. you know, which do. we hope gets figured out, obviously, out there. I'll take the Pittsburgh Steelers as well, plus two and a half. Good work, boys. Here we go. We'll visit Monday's games on Monday. (laughs) Shane, what time is the show tonight? Uh, Seven. How long do you go for normally? I'm going to do an hour, yeah. Okay, you working on new special? Yeah, I got to do new. It's... It's bad. <laughs> Get ready for a bad show tonight. <laughs> How much stuff are you trying, testing? Is it? Uh, I'd say like the first 35 minutes is brand new. And you have Netflix deal going on back. deck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll How many specials do they buy? Oh, no, I, I don't have anything on deck yet. No. They have to, right? Because as no, soon as you open yeah. Netflix popular, oh, yeah. you're fucking dumbass standing there with beautiful dogs right underneath. Yeah. So right now you're just creating a special for Highest Bidder. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, yeah. 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 That's incredible. Whenever I hear you talk, I feel like I'm listening to, you know, like, we've all been in locker rooms and offensive linemen, how they operate, you know what I mean? Yep. But you just are at a level that is absurd. (laughs) I want to let you know that we all appreciate how you do what you do. Oh, Oh, thanks a lot, man. Thank you, guys. And especially because they tried to fucking kill you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Yeah, they did. And you stood right in the pocket (laughs) and said... I don't think so. <laughs> and then you went out and did your thing. We're appreciative of you that you didn't do it on this particular show. <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. big courage, yeah, bro. Thank appreciate you very you. much. And I think you're going to bat 1,000 on your picks. Ladies and gentlemen, he has a show tonight. <laughs> if he comes to your city, go watch. The tickets are going to be impossible to get, though, because yep. the guy's on top of the world, as right. he should be. South Bend tonight. Then he's got Kansas City. Couple shows, Kansas City. Ooh, Sioux yeah. City. Iowa. <laughs> Bakersfield. Beautiful Bakersfield. <laughs> Celebrity Theater. I, I think it's what? I don't want to undersell anything. Bro, people do arena. People are doing arenas in your world, yeah, right? Yeah. Comedy, like, yeah. arenas are the, le- like, you do clubs, theaters. Now arenas seem much more attainable. Is that an yeah. accurate depiction? Yeah, yeah, hopefully. You go down to that mothership much? Uh, yeah, down there I, mean, I go down to Austin a lot, yeah. They said it's a wonderful... It's like, wonderful. I think I'm going to move to Texas, yeah. Ooh. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of that whole situation? Yeah, because of the show there, the club there, and then taxes. 
Yeah. Where do you live now? I live in New York now. Get out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of there. The comedy club, why is it so nice, the mothership? They say it's just like a dream setup. Yeah, he just, Joe Rogan just built a club that was just perfect, you know? I don't know how else to, it's a a good room. People show up to it. They like to laugh there. He's another guy that sat in the pocket. Yep, yep. yeah. A couple times. Buddy. Jesus. He was all right, though. He could sit in the pot. He, had, he was set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, we're going to cancel He's like, all right, good uh, luck. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll only get my bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go shoot this elk or whatever the hell he's doing. Well, Shane, we appreciate your Yo, time. You. Continued thanks. success is obviously going to come your way because how talented you are. And from all of us here at Beautiful South Bend, we're going to enjoy this football weekend because we got a great Saturday, an incredible Sunday, wrap it up on Monday. We're the luckiest humans on absolute earth. And speaking of luck, I think there's gonna be one tuition shot here that AJ Hawk is gonna attempt to do. Come on, AJ. Thank you so much. Okay, AJ. So, I don't know. We already picked one person. Actually, we're gonna pick that guy right there on the shoulders. Yep, him. Buddy right there. What's your name, dude? Who? Owen, perfect. What oh. year are you? No, oh, yikes. 60,000 a year. This yeah. dude's a freshman. Oh, shit. Let me just buy books. What's that? Laptop batteries. That CFO Phil obviously just heard that as clearly and loudly as I did. That's 240 great. Jesus. All right. Good. Hey, here we go. We'll pay each year, though. We're not giving you an upfront check. All right, hold on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if AJ Hawk is able to bury this basketball shot, just yards in front of touchdown Jesus Christ. A freshman named Owen, who's sitting on his friend's shoulder, will be put on full scholarship through his senior year. AJ, the guy that's right underneath the photo, has a massive, massive, massive dong. Will you prove to have the same thing right now for Owen? Uh, no. All right, sorry, Owen. All right, sorry. Sorry about it. All right, we're going to get out of here. Sorry. 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 Yep, Chris Cavanaugh won. 50 people, $500 earlier. Have an incredible weekend. We'll see you on Overreaction Monday. You're the greatest people on earth. Cheers.